to the south of the streets coming at you every week with this food for thought hope you ready to eat with everything going on in this nation we need some information and that's why salt need to be stationed in your rotation with real talk and real topics real people real boom and just like a red white phoenix rising from the ashes of political bipartisanship we are back to Salt of the Streets podcast. This is Friday, April 30th, 6.07 p.m., episode 107. And welcome back, everybody, to the Salt of the Streets podcast, your one and only source for social and political commentary on all the weekly news, pop culture, and sports that you can handle. The best part about the whole deal. It's all designed from the ground up for people like you and me, the everyday normal person. So come down and join us as we discuss life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness and continue our endless endeavor to bridge the gap between people and information. And coming up on this week's show, we have a show cat now. It's my new kitty, Tifa, and she's a sweetheart. And she is also rambunctious, and she's having a great time in studio. So coming up on this week's show... We're going to be talking about Arizona recount, the 2020 election recount in the state of Arizona, which is a really weird topic. And we got a great listener request that brought us to here. So thank you. Shout out to who was it that uh, sent in that? It was uh, it was Daddy's Donuts. It was Dude's Donuts. Dude's Donuts. And the guy who runs that with his wife, I know what his name is. It's a very simple name. Well, we don't need to show, shout him out specifically. I guess yeah, Dude's but donuts, also Dude's the Donuts, they're a local company that makes gluten-free donuts. Oh, man, like I've heard fire donuts. reviews, too. Jordan has ordered several things from them, and they've all been delicious. That's so, awesome. You just want to so, yeah, again, shout out there. We're going to be talking about that Arizona recount. We're going to be talking about court packing. We're going to be talking about D.C. statehood. And we're going to be talking about the... The presidential address to the joint session of Congress, which is usually referred to up until this point as the State of the Union. But that's yeah. okay. We won't call it that because nobody else is. And, you know, who knows what else we're going to get into in this long endeavor that we do. So, anyways, welcome. Welcome, welcome. It's been – we just had an amazing pre-show. If you're not a part of the pre-show joint, you should definitely be doing that. We do it right here. Same place. We just do it about an hour before we do the regular show. So, anyways, thanks for thanks for joining everybody, and we're just going to. I, I wanted to start off with a story, but I feel like I told all my stories already. Um, I see if I have a topic a... that we can start with. I oh yes, that's like right. We ended topic. talking about uh, the Rogan story. Yes, right. Joe Rogan, Dave Smith, thirty-seven minute timer. I just set one. Um, Boom. So I wanted to ask you this, right? Because Dave Smith was talking about. Dave Smith is a comedian. Dave Smith is a comedian, and he said something about us living in a totalitarian state. Yes. Right? And Joe Rogan was like, oh, like, blah, 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 that's funny or whatever. And Dave Smith is like, <laughs> just like run. Yeah, that was quick. Um, Dave, sorry, I just. She's got her exit route, too. She knows which way she yeah. wants to go. Dave Smith is like, no, no. Like, really, we live in a totalitarian regime. Like, we were just told that. You know, that we had to stay inside and people were watching their TVs every day to see what they were and weren't allowed to do. You know, like that's like that's totalitarian. There is 100%. no other way around it other than that is totalitarian. And I never, never, ever considered it like that. Yep. Well, you're good. <laughs> She's just never cruising. one time. So I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. You know, it's kind of a uh, when somebody says it like that, you go, oh. Yes. Yeah. Especially because as somebody who 
in this last year, excuse me, has gone so hard on like personal liberty and like uh-huh. holding the government accountable and like all these things where it's like, well, if that's the case, like if we have the, if our argument for owning AR-15s and things like this is like so, for a totalitarian regime, like that's for a tyrannical government. So what do what are we doing? And I'm not, and that's that's not me saying like let's fucking go right now. But it's it your book, because, your oh, book boy's sorry, coming bud. out because Ooh, that's not what I'm arguing for. But it certainly begs that type of inner questioning, you uh-huh. know, of like, well, fucking, if we are, what are we doing here, bud? Yeah, yeah, like, what are we doing? Then? You know, so, so that's like, what I wanted to kind of pose to you is just whether or yeah. not, like, are we living in a totalitarian regime? Like, are we like what? I yeah. No, I mean, I, I was, I'm going to pull up a tweet here that I think I made during the address the other day. If I can go back and find it, it was something along that, those lines. America is becoming an autocracy because there was some autocracy talk during his speech. It said all but a handful of states are currently being run by executive edict. Yeah. And that, I mean, and right. that's, there's, it is what it is. That is, that is definitely happening for you can try to justify it one way or the other, but at the end of the day, what we're dealing with here is totalitarian control over the states. Which is deeply concerning. Yeah. And you can, and they said, or Dave Smith said, and that's, we, so we should post this, that you can make an argument for that. You uh-huh. know, in the time of pandemic, like, that's obviously, because yeah. that's how we got here. You can you make an argument for it, but you also have to call it what it is if that's what we're going to talk about. Like, that's fine. We decided we were going to go with it, you know, but yep. that is what we're doing. 15 days of like, slow spread. We all signed on to that. Which is deeply concerning. And it just, um, <clears throat> I mean, I get it. I, I You know, it's like, what do you do with that now? Like, yeah. now that I now that I have this information, what do I do with it? Yeah. You know? So it's difficult to, I don't know, like, come to terms with that almost, <laughs> you know? It's like, oh, uh, like, crap. Jesus, crap. Yeah, fuck. Like, we are. We made we're it. We're here. Yeah. Um, the key now is especially for all the out. talk. It, well, especially for all the talk of people, you know, when Trump was in office, of talking about tyrannical regime. Yeah, he's a dictator and like all this shit. And like you, do you know what you're saying? Do you know what you're talking about? Yep. Because I don't think I did till like five minutes ago. So <laughs> I know, I'm deeply concerned that you don't. So yep, yeah. And it's like, what do you? I don't. Know, what do you do with that? You know, because there aren't from I mean, a from a liberty minded aspect there certainly aren't enough people at this point in time convinced that that's the case to again i'm not arguing for this i'm just thought experiment just for youtube i'm not i'm not saying that this is the right thing to do i'm trying to hash something out here there isn't even enough people as evidenced by january 6th there aren't even enough people in the united states convinced that that's what's happening to overthrow said totalitarian regime you know yes, what I'm saying? That's a very good point. So that's, it's another layer of like, so what do you even do with it? Because now that I'm here, now that you're here, mm-hmm. now that whoever watched Dave Smith that agreed with that, now that we're all here, what, what do, do we do about it? What do we do about it? Know, it? Because we're all still living our lives, you know, and that's, it. again, it's a, it's a big thing because when I start thinking about that, I'm like, well, certainly, again, I'm not comparing us to Nazi Germany, but most of the people living in Nazi Germany led completely normal lives. Yep. They were going to work. They were paying their bills. They were doing things. The system was fucked up, and monetary things were different, and like all this was different. But the vast majority of people who were not in the army, not in mm-hmm. the in the government, were living normal lives, 
doing their everyday shit just with Nazis around them with different rules going on. Yep. You still had to go to work. If you had a business that was allowed to operate, you still had to operate your business. You still had to sell shit, make yep. shit, do all these things. So it's like, so we were there. If you have a business that's allowed to operate, you still need to go to work. You're still doing all these things. You're paying taxes. You're doing this shit to a government that you are saying is a totalitarian regime that you don't agree with. But there is no other way to operate currently within the United States other than within these confines of the system, yep. which is like, yeah, it, it's adds another layer of concern to it. You know it what does. I'm saying? It does. And just trying to like digest this a little bit. Yeah, it was a big one to drop on you. It is. Be, well, no, I mean, because I knew that I knew this that was you're coming. Not considering it, but <laughs> I'm consistently considering yeah. things like this um, because. The real problem is, okay, at the end of the day, what do you do, right? Because what we're looking at here is, you know, and it begs the question, how many other democracies in history were essentially legitimately turned into autocracies by <clears throat> by a, maybe it, you, you might be voting or this and that, but essentially it comes down to the will of society, right. allowing it to happen. Right. Because there are, even today, there are, way more of us than there are of them, right? And, I mean, honestly, you get a few hundred people storming the Capitol, a few thousand people, whatever, however many people made it inside. I think I saw a thing the other earlier today. It was like 390-some people have been arrested so far for that. Um, and, you know, if it seems, we saw what happened yeah. when there was a few, we'll just say a few thousand people storming the Capitol, and everybody left. They all got out. They Went into their safe zones, blah, blah, blah. Everything yeah. trickled down. And then they went back to business as normal. Right. Right. And just to prove democracy hasn't fallen. And, yeah, it, it definitely didn't happen. So if at the end of the day, what would it actually take to stop our country from becoming a totalitarian dictatorship, essentially, at this point? I, I really don't know, I don't know that you... there's anything you can do without a a majority of society being behind you because at that point when you have when you have the majority of society behind it the politicians won't allow it to happen because they cannot protect their office at that point right. they will vote with the majority of people at that point to remove these things because they know they won't have a job next term if they don't right. so that but that doesn't exist it it's almost as if our society whether it's through fear or we have this new, you know, the the critical theory type things and the wokeness that has infected people's minds um, and had, you know, it has people turning on their neighbors. And it would like, this, yeah. we have these serious societal issues that are just ushering in the era of the United, you know, the, the king of the United States. I mean, I don't, when you watch the State of the Union addresses, even back with Trump, even back with Obama, I mean, it's been this way for decades at this point, but it's never been more clear than it is today. With the amount of power and authority that the head of the executive branch has, we've gone from electing an, a president of the United States who who oversees the operation of the executive branch, which executes the laws that are passed by the People's Congress. We've gone from that to essentially a new dictator that signs presidential edicts every four years. Yes. And I don't know how you fix that without everyone being on board. And it seems to me that more people than ever 
just want it this way. And I don't know what you do about that because it's terrifying. Well, and I'm not, and now I'm just trying to think of what. <clears throat> Cat is asleep now. Good. She knows who that the boss she is. She likes <laughs> you. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, then it, it makes me begin to consider what it would take to to get everybody on the same team. And I'm like, I'm like, well, I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to run through a list of things. And I'm like, well, what was it? Again, not to compare America to the Nazi, but now I'm just. That's like the biggest totalitarian regime I can think of. You know, Try so a, that's, a modern totalitarian dictatorship like North Korea. Works. Where there so, are way more of them than there are of the leaders. And that's a great, even China is a great thing. Yeah. Right? The one thing that unifies everybody to realize that that is an authoritarian regime, an autocratic regime that is doing bad shit is when there's human rights abuses. Right? Yeah. But. On a grand enough scale. But. Right. I think about that. I'm like, well, so what's the human rights abuse that we in America? The border, the border, the border right? is human but rights. Even abuse. that, because it's not happening. And this is just my this is now me positing. Right. I am now this is now my thoughts. It's got to be like it has to be American people because it's uh-huh. it is literally hundreds of thousands of people at the border that are like or over 100,000 people at the border being processed all the time that are being held in underground or under underway underpass facilities open air facilities with fucking space blankets and shit like we talked about these things the past yep. couple of episodes all this is happening and people are up in arms about it they are just beyond upset yep. people are in tears does it make a single byline in president's speech but it's nope. not enough for anybody to address that you know mm-hmm. and even even a few months ago when Joe Biden said chalked up the human rights abuses in China up to uh, you know uh, cultural differences, cultural differences, right? cultural differences. Yep. And now in the speech that he made on Wednesday, he says no decent president, no decent president could go by not acknowledging open human rights abuses that are so fucking terrible. Even though a month ago I called it a cultural difference, so it can't. It's not even gaslighting. It literally has to be in America for anybody to give a shit about that because. We've sat here for three years now, yep. or for as long as we've known about the Uyghurs in, in China, been like, this is fucking horrible. Yep. We have corporations here that are giving millions of dollars to this this very district oh, that yeah. these camps exist in, yep. and people will still pay thirty dollars to watch Mulan. When we but first started talking fuck. about it, it was a conspiracy theory. Yes. Remember? Yes. Remember? And then when there's even drone footage of yep. people hemmed up with their heads shaved, being piled on trains. It's a cultural difference. Don't worry about cultural that. Cultural difference. They're, they're, they're still re-education camps. It's not a big deal. Yep. Not a big deal. No problem, right? There are fucking vice documentaries about people in North Korean prison camps in Russia that don't even know they're not in North Korea anymore. Word. We're like, that. Yeah, it's no big deal. Uh-huh. It's, uh, it's Isn't whatever. that fucked up that they're, that they're doing that, you yeah. know? We're not hanging out there for 20 no, years and like that's, we are in the And Middle that's East. what I'm saying. Like, so I don't even understand. And not that I don't understand. I don't know. I truly don't know. What could happen? I do via government in America that would cause people to be like, "Well, this we really are living in a totalitarian." It's time to rise up. These people with AR-15s are not crazy because now we're all gonna die if we don't. Like, what is, what is you know? Okay, so if I had what to... horrible event do we have to come up with for everyone to get on the same team again? <laughs> like, uh, fuck. it's already in the works. Um, Great, we talk about it all the time. We're gonna talk about it today. Um, Wokeism, the cult of wokeism, the fundamental uh, principles, if you will, behind it, the the fact that we, you know, segregation is coming back, oppressing racial groups is back, and it is popular. And 
when the we're going to talk about the 1619 project a little bit. I'm going to bring that up. I don't know if you saw it yet. I um, saw fucking the woman who came up with the, talking about how, you know, oh, well, there are no laws trying to get rid of, you know, the national pride agenda that comes with these, you know, that people want to teach, but there is laws trying mm-hmm. to get rid of 1619. Well, that's weird because there, you know, before Trump, there wasn't any type of decision made by the president who controls the Department of Education deciding what's going to be in there. And mm-hmm. now there is. Yep. Now there is. So, of course, there's going to be fucking laws trying to get away from it because now they're they're mandating it in schools. So No shit. That is a, an aspect of totalitarian control, bitch. right? That and, dumb bitch. And, oh, Ibram X. Kendi retweeted it. That's how I saw of it. Of course. Because I follow him because I hate myself. Oh, and he, his, uh, they refer to him as a scholar in the, the regulations as far as the Department of Education goes. I'll bring that up later today when we get a little bit deeper into it. But, like, that's an aspect. The, the, divi- the purposeful sowing of racial divisions and class divisions that are tearing our society apart, those things as they continue to develop and grow because there is nothing to stop them anymore, there will become a, we will hit a breaking point at which society, a portion of society says, no, no more of this. You're not going to teach my kid that he is an oppressor because he is white when he goes to school. That is far across the line. And we've already seen that. We've already heard audio come out of school districts. Yes, we I cannot did. for the life of me remember where that was from. But Multiple was, times. But we've we've heard audio from actual people working in the Department of Education in those states yep. talking about how they are teaching white children that they are oppressors. I just don't like I when I was in school, right? Mm-hmm. It was it was in 2000, so it was, you know, fucking decades ago. So, so long The ago. world was so different that it, we can't possibly compare it to today because it was so wildly different. When I was, when I I was in school, yep. it was certainly not a colorblind thing. It was very much everybody is equal. Uh-huh. There is nothing that you can do that he can't do, that she can't do, that this guy can't do, that they can't do. I don't, I don't know when that shift happened, when... You know, people were apparently and not that's not, that when it was being taught that way, that did not do away with this person is going to be better at this thing than this person. But if you set your mind to it, you can do whatever you want, which I don't think is a bad message. I don't mm-hmm. think that's a bad thing yeah. on the whole. The places you'll go on the whole. That's true. Yep. Uh, if you put your mind to it, you can most likely achieve that thing. Yep. That's mostly true. So I and some people and this is not to disenfranchise or or belittle the people who are born with a crappy roll of the dice you know if you are born in the hood you're gonna have a hell of a, t- yes. a lot harder time certainly. getting out of that certainly than say me right 100 percent. but and that but by stripping it down to purely racial terms you're skipping over the entire root of the problem that is causing that repression to make to maintain itself for generations at a time even though there was nothing legally on the books to stop there's no systemic racism keeping them down yeah it's societal problems that have just never been fixed but unless you if you don't address those you're not going to address the problem and those problems are going to maintain in those communities and you can throw out the 1619 project and you can throw out racial platitudes to get people convinced enough that it's it's all because of racism. It's all just racism that's been keeping me down all this time. 
it's so easy for people to just accept the fact that they are victims and not want to do anything about it and expect people to do things for them to get them out of that position. When I understand, again, I don't want to belittle those people that are stuck in those super shitty situations. Right, right. But if you throw empty platitudes at it, you're not going to fix the problem. It's going to be worse for their kids and the, right. the kids after that and the kids after that, and they're going to still be in the same place. Well, and I feel like... I'm getting, sorry, go oh, ahead. Oh, no, I'm getting worked out. I feel feels like good. In, I got the chills a, there for a minute. In America... Whether it is people born here, people who want to come here, people who anything, right? Hmm. We judge people in the softest of terms. We judge people off of their potential. Hmm. It's What is important to us is what your potential is. Yep. What are you going to do? I don't care what you're doing now. I don't care what your past was. Yep. What are you doing now? And that, even that is what people, progressives and leftists are arguing for. That your past doesn't matter. Your mistakes don't matter. All these things. That's what we're talking about. It doesn't matter. What are you going to do? Yep. What is your potential? I don't care where you were born. I don't care if you have no parents, no money, no fucking nothing. What are you going to do? What can you do? You can do anything. You can teach yourself to do all this shit. We can teach you how to do this. Oh, yeah. You This, that, your history, your history, my history doesn't inhibit your ability to learn something, to get if pretty much any job out there with the correct training. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Yep. And unless there is something, as many people have, barriers to that goal. Yeah. There's nothing to stop you from doing yeah. that. The, the roads that you will have to walk to get to the same goal will be different. Certainly. But there's no there's no systemic roadblocks in your way. No, and for anybody who has differences that are uh, – that they're unable to overcome, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> we, we provide exemptions and uh, – what am I – It would be nice to have – programs that are laser focused on individual needs to get individual people Certainly. help to get out of shitty situations not yeah. blanket policies that we just continue to throw money at yeah you know yeah. it's because we are a nation of individuals whether you like it or not it it is what it is that is what our entire nation is about the the instilling of the sacred right to be who you want to be and have little to no barriers from a legal and governmental standpoint in your way Everyone has different societal barriers to get around. And with the proper society set up around you, you have a support system that allows you to do anything you can. Yeah. In a lot of communities, those societal leanings, the societal support doesn't exist. And it needs – something needs to be done safety about nets, that. Safety nets, you can call them. Yeah, safety nets. <clears throat> um, you know, for – Support. Yeah, Just support. general support. You know, like what are you going to do in – I just keep talking about like the hood, but I'm just thinking like a a low income area that has little to no prospects unless you go out of the neighborhood, right? Yeah. Because there's a lot of those sprinkled throughout the entire country. And part of the problem there is that the reason, you know, there's so many, it's like a revolving door of problems that keep people stuck in this situation. High, there's high crime. Why is there high crime? Because there's no opportunity. Why is there no opportunity? Because there's high crime. Yeah. And so no businesses want to go in there. No charities really go in there and spend their dollars and investments on, you know, in a potentially dangerous area. So they don't do it. Right. It would be nice to have some philanthropists that say, screw it. I'm going to I'm just going to throw money at this and and keep these these jobs here and keep these training things going on and blah, blah, blah. And we're just going to operate at a loss because we can because I am Bill Gates. And instead of doing whatever Bill Gates is doing, he's 
he's setting up opportunity zones and and just getting people out of the system. Mm-hmm. But the the way the the current safety net system is set up, it's designed not on purpose, but the current design of all of our safety net programs, all of our social programs do not provide a good way to get out of poverty. Well, let's okay, before we get too too deep yeah, on yeah, this sorry. because I might have gotten too deep <laughs> because we were talking about what would get enough people on the same page? There you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> to, to agree that we live in a totalitarian regime. That's, not that I'm not with you, but yes. let's different subject. Yes. <laughs> I thought I went off a little. You were little talking bit there. about wokeism, and that's wokeism. And you kind of yes, because it all leads back to that. Well, it's it's difficult to talk about the problem with that that wokeism mindset. I, I know it's Certainly. a bad <clears throat> it's a bad kind of term to use because it's very loose, but. I think people understand when we say the cult of wokeism, what that truly entails. Like those yes. types of people. You all know your woke friends. Yeah. All right. They stand out. Um, what It's become so accepted on a societal level without so equal or greater societal pushback. It's going to take over just like it has in the last few years. Well, I mean, it's, we, we've we, run a train on us. And we talked about that in the pre-show of, of, of the different people invading people's privacy, yep. and medical histories of, you know, why aren't yeah. you wearing a mask? Did you get the vaccine? Like mm-hmm. things like this. That's that is that's not normal. Yep. That's not normal to be asking people. those things. That's, that's a, not normal to be placing yep. so openly putting your personal judgments and your personal expectations on people in their private lives. Yep. That's, that's a sign not normal. of societal like, de- degradation. She's sleeping comfortably on my lap right now. No, she's chilling. You got a little basket with a with a blanket in it. Oh my yeah. gosh, that's adorable. That's right. Chilling. Huh? Yeah, you just leave it over there yeah. in case she wants to get up. Yeah, she's learning who Daddy is. Yeah, I know she's having a good time. She yeah. kicked it for a little bit and Colin grabbed it and she fell right asleep. So. Yep. She's adorable. You got your cuddle pal. There you I go. I do. I'm so excited. There you go. I'm a, when I'm watching John Wick. No, no, she's good. She's like a perfect little indent right in my lap. Kittens are the perfect size. I'm so excited about having a kitty. You know, puppies are adorable, but I mean, so are kitties. Yeah. I haven't had a cat since. This is like our first, like, our first cat. I haven't had a cat since I had a family cat growing up. Yeah. So this is dope. I got a cat. Um, Let's. Societal pressures. (laughs) Yeah, either way. There's. The problem is, we could talk about this. Yeah. Topic alone for three hours, we're not going to get anywhere because until right. So because the I think how do you without being able to decide what the thing would be that brings people together? Because I think I think for me, I think what kind of what we decided together was that it would be like a humanitarian travesty Mm -hmm. domestically. Yeah, it's got to be happening in America because that was yeah because we're seeing it happen through our government to the southern border, and it doesn't matter enough for people to. It's because be they're not our. That's because they're not exactly. our neighbors yet, and that's exactly. that was the whole wokeism connection. Yes. Is as it stands now, the the cult of wokeism is discriminating enough against our own society and tearing us apart. That when it continues, because I don't see it stopping, when it continues, there will be a breaking point at which something on a on a grand societal scale happens that'll trigger people. I don't know what it is, and. But in the past, if history is an indicator, there will be, be lots dark, of bro. bloodshed, and it will be terrible. And it's not internment camps because apparently we already have those at the border. We do. So it's not, not that. not for citizens yet. Exactly. Not yet. It's got to be Pretty for. Pretty soon. We're going to be bit getting put in the boo box. If we have to fucking, I don't know. I don't even want to pause it on that. It's horrible. Yeah, it, this is a horrible situation. It's deeply concerning to me. Yep. I'm not at all 
advocating for active or imminent government revolt because I don't think that that would be a good idea. I think it would look a lot like capital riots on the 6th. Yeah. And, because... and it kind of proves that we can't keep our own republic together. Like what, No matter what happens, we need to maintain the the integrity of the democratic republic on the other end yeah you know um, what i mean yeah I, I think a lot of that comes with and this is again getting deep but i think a lot of it comes with an understanding and an education on the founding the intents of the founders and know. things like that that get you to a point where you're understanding liberty and the way that it was laid out in the founding yeah. personal liberty personal rights what the government can and can't do what the constitution actually says what the bill of rights actually says mm -hmm. you know it's and then <clears throat> people standing up and saying you can't take these away from us yeah period you can't do that we yeah. won't allow it and that's you know that's part of the reason we talk about like like homeschooling dax and stuff like that yeah. like i don't want to have to compete with a a true understanding of the founding of what people meant of what his rights are and what he's supposed to be doing with oh, yeah. them what the government can and cannot do like i know like that live i did a couple weeks ago just yeah. people not understanding that the bill of rights is not telling you what you can do it is telling you the things that definitely the government cannot do yep. so the very idea of like let's talk about the sort of the state of the union first because this will lead us into that yeah. and that's the biggest topic i think yeah, we're so kind of primed yeah and that. so <laughs> that's like why the idea and the statement of no amendment being absolute is so ludicrous it is. it's like it's at at its core it's beyond ludicrous because the very document itself is telling you the things the government cannot touch yep. like that's what this is for it's like actually that's what this document is for so much that we couldn't we can't even change something it says there we just have to add more words at the bottom that's the only thing we can do that's how definite this document is is you can't get rid of it all you can do is continue to amend it you know what i'm saying yes. that's like when we got rid of prohibition yeah you were getting rid of that that amendment you passed another amendment getting rid of prohibition when you got rid of slavery you had to explicitly mention you cannot lock people up regardless of their color regardless of any of this shit yep. because it wasn't explicitly stated in the founding documents right yep. and that's not there were many people at the time many people now that argue that you can interpret at the time to include everybody and that's how it should but so as to leave no question to it we are going to explicitly mention that you cannot do this for any reason other than you know what i'm saying like a punishment of of crime like mm -hmm. so like because it was it's so it's so crazy to me that idea no amendment being absolute like this yeah. explicitly that's, that's literally what it's for once we pass it it is absolute like we can because when a constitutional amendment is proposed right it yes. needs to be passed by two-thirds two of the congress and it needs to be ratified by all the, the states. states you know i think it's just a it's a like a two-thirds two -thirds yeah. majority of the states but too. still but still like on the state level yes and that that speaks to why you can actually add or remove an amendment because a plurality of individuals and states because everybody forgets that states state power yeah. used to be the most important thing to people that once once I mean, upon a time once me. upon a time in 1860 we fought a war over it um Mostly relating to the concept of slavery and the state's <laughs> rights don't, to be able to do that. Anyway, don't, don't, do don't, that don't do that, Colin. Don't do that, Colin. But that, but that's gone now. There's, there's no sanctity in statehood yeah. anymore. Hence, why we're trying to make new states all the time because yeah. it'll give us more senators. Oh, 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 we'll get more votes here. We'll get more votes there. Um, 
but I, I, it makes me wonder. Okay, well, you know, if no amendment is absolute yeah. in their phrasing, that means they can kind of screw with anything they want, right? But at the end of the day, there are one that I know is near and dear to both of our hearts. Two, the Second Amendment, 2A. We could potentially pass an amendment to the Constitution to get rid of the Second Amendment. Right. Right? It would have to be done in the proper process. Potentially. That ain't yeah. never going to happen. Thank goodness. But, but like, that would be all an activator. Our, yeah, that, you would that have would enough. Be an you would have at least enough people with AR 15s to get the job done. Yeah. You know? When, when you pat when states and municipalities pass all these different Second Amendment restriction laws, it kind of gets a pass because it's so localized in yeah. a lot of ways. The federal government gets involved, a lot more people get upset. But, like, they never have gone after the actual Second Amendment right. in a proper way because they know that it would never happen. But I guess I just want to entertain that idea for a second because it's just no no amendment technically is absolute because right. due to the way the entire founding of the country and our founding documents are structured, no, ab no amendment is absolute if we decide to remove it. Yeah. But we all need to decide to remove it to do that. Like and we could get rid of the First Amendment. And, and it's almost at that point, and I because I don't disagree with you. It's almost like a word game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The, the amendments all have finality until we decide that they don't anymore. Yes. You know, at the time that prohibition was passed, whichever amendment that was initially, yeah. they were like, "We're never doing it again." Yep. Like never again. That's why it's in the Constitution now because never again. Yep. Ten years later, they're like, "Oh shit!" Like, <laughs> yeah, that was that <laughs> Whoops, was bad. So. Bad call. Like that, even at the time, that had finality. Like this, yep. this is it. We're done with this. It's just, it's a public hazard. We're not doing it anymore. Yep. Like, <clears throat> so I, I agree. Um, the concept but, is interesting. But I also think that that would depend on largely, um, like your deep core value on the Constitution, your deep core views on the Constitution. Yeah. You know, um, so which, which again, I wouldn't. It, it would. It's um, what you say all the time. Like it's like it's a policy. That's, that yeah. is a difference in the way that you interpret the Constitution in the same way that there are a few different schools of thought in, like, the Supreme Court, you know, yeah. originalists and contextualists, like, all this stuff. Like, there are, there are different ways to interpret the same document, but... Yes, but at the end of the day, the text is still there. Yes, at right? the end of the day, that's Thank what it's God. for, yeah. And so I, 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 would, I would not tell anybody that they are wrong. But I would say I vehemently disagree, exactly. not with you, but yeah. with I vehemently disagree with you, especially to the point that this one says shall not be infringed. It even says it in not. these things shall not don't yep. fuck with it. So we'll just finish out this particular statement that he made and then mm -hmm. we'll kind of go back to the beginning and start there. Yeah, cause that was because towards the end. Well, and he also said it got real wacky at the end. Said he, even even from the beginning, you can't yell fire in a crowded room. Even from the beginning, there were limits on what you could have. Nobody could do whatever they want. And we talked about this before. That's not true. Nope. It's it is vehemently false. It yeah. is it's verifiably a, false. Yep, it's an empty false platitude. There are literal court cases ruling that people can own cannons to defend their ships. That actually happened. Mm -hmm. That's a thing that you can look up. I didn't do my due diligence to have the court case prepared for us here. It, it actually exists. It literally exists. People owning private ships and it being ruled they can own cannons because why the fuck wouldn't you be able to own a cannon to protect your shit? Exactly. There were literal lists of things that people were required to own, men were required to own from the ages of like 14 to 44 yep. so that you could serve in the militia at the time if it was required. So I don't... Hashtag wall builders. It, it is verifiably false. 
And it's concerning to me, just as it was when Donald Trump was in office, to have a president that just lies so consistently and with zero remorse about the founding of this country. It's deeply concerning to me. And the amount of things like this that come out of this administration that lean with Donald Trump. It's like factual things. You're saying yeah. shit that is not true. Like exactly. you're saying shit that you didn't do. Like that didn't happen or that's not the way that it happened. These are things a lot of times weird woke shit that is that you were talking about that like is completely backwards. They yeah. have this line fundamental it's a fundamental lie about the founding and structure of our entire country versus lying about stupid shit all the time. They have a line and I wrote it down. That Jen Psaki says, oh, I love Psaki. Every notes. time she gets asked about police violence, um, and it is something to the effect of like, and she reads it. She reads it off of the paper. That's yeah. like it's so fucked up that she like, reads it off of the paper. That it's ready to go at a moment's it's, notice. It's it's beyond fucked up. And if you are a woke person and you're looking at the administration, you're like, thank God for Joe Biden. You should punch yourself in the face because Jen Psaki doesn't give a fuck about you she's reading prepared statements about far too often black people in this country fall victim to uh police violence okay statistically that's not true like if that's what you're saying if you're positing far too often black people fall victim to police violence so do white people far far too often fall victim to police violence because it happens more frequently yep is that that. the argument here that's the no-no word well uh you know if you're looking statistically and blah 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 I yeah I I I know that I have it written down here somewhere um, because I was so I was floored <laughs> by it. I was <laughs> floored by it by her fucking reading it off of the paper I was like I am just gonna yeah so uh, I'm gonna look through here a little okay. bit but I do have it written down somewhere well I will say I'll I'll pontificate this for a second because yeah. I think we might have found an answer to the question you just asked like yes. what what is it that's gonna be too much what is it that's actually gonna bring uh, totality or a, a majority of people around to this this realization and bring us back to something that is somewhat recognizable to the way the country's structure should be and that's it's going to be when they start fucking with the amendments when they yeah. actually pull the trigger on new amendments that remove existing like the some of because what they want to touch is buried within the bill of rights you know, yes. that section of the Constitution. They're going to try to mess with that at some point. And if they actually do, that would be the trigger. That would be it. I think that's, and I think on a fundamental level, I think that's about the only thing that would justify it. Yeah. I can get down with that. Cause, yeah, because if you can't meet ratification, I mean, that's that'll be the breaking point. That's when everything will split, which is, again, terrifying. Yeah, you know, Tim Pool likes to talk about this fourth and fifth generational war nonsense. It's, it's information war. It's propaganda wars. Like, well, no, the minute they start fucking with our amendments, they're going to be people that go, nope, not in this country. Yeah, you don't you don't play with those if unless you get. I don't know if you could get that majority. Here we go. I you found, found it. it. OK, on the 16th. This was like the second time. This is the second time that she said it, because this is when I was so fucking disgusted. <laughs> like, not again. Out of her goddamn binder, because. Okay, she was asked if Biden had seen uh, X shooting video. It was the 16th. So whichever one, you know, at the oh, time. Too hard. And this track. is why she knew, because she starts to talk. She's talking. 
She's talking. She's fumbling. She's looking through her notebook. So she doesn't even have her memorized. She, that's how much she cares. She doesn't even have this statement of, of you know, how deeply sorrow, like the deep sorrow and how upset they are. Doesn't even have it memorized. That's how important it is, right? Mm-hmm. Too often in this country, law enforcement uses unnecessary force to too often, too often resulting in the death of black and brown Americans. That's what she says, right? I just want to take this moment to remind you guys, we do talk about these things frequently on our personal social media. I'm at Salt of the Street on Twitter at Alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. We also retweet these kinds of things all the time. I watch these all the time. I, I tweet about them all the time. Colin is at Big Bird Occupy on both those things. We also have our Salt of the Street social media, Salt of the Streets on Twitter, or Salt of the Streets, Instagram, Salt of the Streets, Facebook, Fuck Facebook, and Salt of the Streets YouTube. You're watching us here now. Leave us yeah. a comment, a like, share it with your friends. Tell everybody that we're here. If you're listening to this in a podcast form, leave us a rating and a review so that people can find us. Tell all your friends. Watch us later. Screen- screenshot screenshot the review. review and send it to me. I'll leave you uh-huh. $5 off or free. Whatever it says down there, I honestly don't remember at this point. She's giving free. If you send me a, a review or a like, screenshot of the review, send it to me. I'll just send you a t-shirt, regardless yeah, of what it Yeah, at this point, says. you can have one, bro. <laughs> just prop us up, at baby. At the end of every show, I do spit a closing line. If you can tell me what source that closing line comes from, you will get a signed t-shirt mailed to you, no cost. It's going to be fantastic. If you are in the Kitsap County area, get your hair cut by Swell Blended. He does an amazing job, Paul. And if you skate, go down to Location Skate Shop down in Bremerton. Heck, yeah. Okay. With that. Okay, so on the 16th, she says... She's scrambling. I even wrote scrambles, right? Because scrambles. Scrambles. Because she's looking through the notebook. She's <laughs> looking it. through the notebook. So let me Too just, often, yes. before you say this, April 16th, 2021 was the FedEx shooting. Okay. So that must be what she's talking, or what yep. she was asked about. Was the eight people were killed during the yes. FedEx shooting. Too often in this country, law enforcement uses unnecessary force, too often resulting in the death of black and brown Americans. Okay. I don't disagree with that. Yep. I don't disagree with it at all. If that's the statement that you're making. Do they but it's not. far, far too often use unnecessary force resulting in the death of white Americans and Asian Americans and Mexican? Like, so I don't, because that's the reality is that, and I don't, again, the guests in the whole conference are, well, adjusted for, uh, you know, population size, blah, blah, blah. That's fine. Mm-hmm. That's fine. By the numbers. And again, I'm not even getting the whole conversation. By the numbers, more white people are killed by police every single year than black or brown people, yep. than black people, right? Maybe I, not black or brown if you add it all together. I don't know that number. Yeah. Black and white is the numbers that are commonly used. So yep. maybe black and brown altogether. I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I know that Crowder and Shapiro have both gone over those numbers very recently. Yes. But if that's the case, yep. right? Are you, like I said, are you then saying that far, far too often white people die at the hands of police using yep. unnecessary force? And it's, because it's not what that is not what no, she's saying. Because no, it's that's, not. Because she's not talking it, about exactly. it, actually. It's that's a get out of jail free card. And that's what concerns me, like, so deeply about this. And we talked about this in the beginning when George Floyd first died. When the video first came out, the riots first started, all this shit. This takes away from the conversation. You are talking about officers of the state killing people who are citizens of this country for doing something wrong. Yep. Bringing race into this at all takes away from the ability to for everyone to be activated enough to ask the government, what the fuck is happening? Why are you killing people? Why are police officers killing people? Yep. I don't care what color they are. I don't care. I don't care what color any of these fucking people are. Why are officers of the state taking people's lives? That's not your job. You are not an executioner. You don't get to decide when people die. You do not have different levels of competency or expectancy when we're talking about protecting your life or defending somebody else's life. 
If I'm getting hemmed up, if I'm going to prison, you're going to prison. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I don't understand why that's so crazy for everybody else. Reform all this shit. That's fine. You have officers of the state taking people's lives, and you're yep. so focused on wokeism and fucking racism and all this shit that you are you're taking away from and dividing people who could actively be on your side. Missing the forest for the trees. All these fucking boogaloo boys who were like, Brianna Taylor, what the fuck? Say her name. We're called fascists and terrorists and racists in the media when they're out there saying the same shit. Yep. The police are here no-knock raiding and murdering people. You're a racist. Why are you wearing that? Why are you in a play care? Why do you have that? Why do you even need to be here with that? Get the fuck out of here. Okay, that's fine. I don't... I'm here to maybe try and get you to not die if the police decide to pop off because that's why you're here is because yep. they're popping off... When the state comes. The one group of people who was willing to openly was willing to openly do that shit who was willing to throw down with the state yep. was told to fuck off that's the craziest shit to me yep. you had allies you had actual dudes that were there that were going to stand in between you with body armor on in between the other group of people with body armor on that wouldn't beat the shit out of you yep. and you told them to fuck off you let the media call them terrorists and racist and fucking nazis and now they're gone now they are terrorists and they can't even exist on the internet anymore because you shunned them People who wanted to help you, you shunned them. Man. And they're gone now. I've just never heard it articulated like that. Like, But that is so... It is exactly the way it went down. Yes. For fuck's sakes. I have just, you know... The one group that would throw down was told to fuck off. Yep. There was, I mean... It's because people... big, That's because Big Brother has convinced them that they are on their side. And they're... The state's While they're hand... Yes. Because cops, <laughs> the cops, the police departments are arms of the state, is the law enforcement of the state. And the state is murdering you. The state is murdering these people. And now we are the bad guys. It's, it is insanity. It is <laughs> insanity. Like, I'm telling you that I, like, I'll shoot at them. Like, I'm telling you that I'll shoot at them. No. And you're bad. telling me to fuck off? We would never do that. No. But fuck the state. And why are they killing people? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe because we're not fucking holding them accountable. I don't know. Am I advocating for police murder? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No. Nope. Absolutely fucking police not. Police reform. Did I come out and support of every single person who decided to openly carry a firearm at all of these rallies? Did I tell them it probably wasn't the best idea? Certainly. Yeah. Did I care what fucking color you were? Whether you were the NFAC or you're a fucking book boy? I don't give a shit. Who's the NFAC? The not fucking around crew. That's right. They happened to kill a couple or shoot a couple people on accident. Some negligent charges. So that's <laughs> unfortunate. Didn't kill yeah. anybody, but they shot a couple people on accident. Some negligent discharges. That's unfortunate. That's probably why I said it probably wasn't a good idea. But I don't... Like, that's this... The NF... This, AC what people crew. are being told, what the media is telling people is is racism and it's terrorism and it's yep. all of this shit. This is accountability for the government. Dude, this guy looks like he belongs in the Avengers. He does. What a... That's a weird-ass vest. That's some badass... That looks... Ooh. I, I'm a, I'm a fan. What the fuck is that even for? I don't know. It's like if you get shot in those little areas, maybe it'll work no, out for you. not fucking around coalition. Excuse me. So, oh, my point dope. about things like this, about the book boys, about the NFAC, about any of this shit... This is not terrorism. It wasn't terrorism when they did it. It wasn't I terrorism when somebody love, else did it. I love this picture. This is accountability for the government. Oh, 
Hard, that's yeah. what this is. That's why people are so fucking scared when shit like this happens. Because God, that's, that is the reminder that the Second Amendment and every single one that comes before and after it is what allows us to keep you accountable for not fucking murdering us in the street. But fuck off, right? Yep. Because you're not black. Because you won't, because you won't say Black Lives Matter, because you yep. won't stand here and scream with me, because you won't kneel down in front of me, you can fuck off. Yep. Because you're a piece of shit. That's fine. That's and it's fine. all just, it's all just stuff, it's all just stuff fed to you from Big Brother at this point. Like, it's, it's, it's so, it's like this perfect combination, I think we talked about it before, 1984, Fahrenheit 451, Brave New World, all thrown in together. Y'all motherfuckers got to stop writing books like this. Because I know. what it is. They're already it's, dead. That's the it's problem. It's just motivation for it is what it is. They're just like, listen. <laughs> listen, listen. 1984 didn't work. This other one didn't work. Let's smash them all together. One of them's got to stick. Yep. Like something's got to stick at that point. Let's, let's, cr we'll write a novel that is the perfect amalgamation of all of those <laughs> put together. It'll be the darkest thing ever written. <laughs> we'll be responsible for the falling of the state. It'll be great. Oh. That would be that would be pretty great, man. I how often do you listen to like Michael Malice? Just when he's on some of the shows that yeah. you kind of, okay. I watch his podcast. Um, You're welcome. Okay. I think is what it's called. Um, I, I watch it on YouTube all the time. It is great. And I have I used to think Michael Malice because he is this. He's a an avid anarchist, right? Yeah. And I used to be like, well, that's that's a thing, you know. That, okay, that's a shtick that you play, blah 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 blah. And he's like, he's just dying on this hill of anarchism. But he's got he's got things that are worth listening to, you know. It, there really is because he his main focus is on the fact that the state is always going to try to control the people. Yeah, always in every <clears throat> single iteration of government, it has yeah. always happened, where by design. Our government is supposed to stay out of our business and just basically make sure that we don't get invaded. And, you know, I mean, you can have arguments about tax collection and blah, Excuse blah, blah. Me. But at the end of the day, you know, it's very, very, li it's supposed to be very limited to protect our rights. Yes. And that's it. We obviously don't have that. We have, especially now with some of the things that Joe Biden was talking about that will break down here over the next <laughs> eventually few, the next few minutes, I'm sure. <laughs> um that is, it's just, it's yeah. not the that way it is here. Engine, so that's, <laughs> that was, we that was healthy. One, you fucking <laughs> blew my mind on that. That it's, it's really funny. The fact that just simply by articulating an idea in a particular way, it can just open someone's eyes like that. And right? when, when that was first happening with the book boys and stuff, when they started showing up at protests, there were several people that I knew that were like, vehement black lives matter supporters that i was like okay i'm reaching out to you because i need you to understand the reality why of the situation there. why this is happening i was sending people book boy accounts to be like just yep. look look at this account just see the things they're posting understand that yep. the last nine posts have been about brianna taylor and no knock warrants and fuck the state and fuck all the shit like all these things yep. they are not coming from the exact same place but you're ending at the same spot and yep. this is what's important is that you are all here now talking about the same issue but if you let race divide this it's done and we are now you can't fucking yep. tim scott has a bill they're like fuck that oh, we're not dude. even gonna debate it we won't even debate it who filibustered tim scott's bill the current sitting vice president hmm. interesting super weird interesting police reform bill 
filibustered by none other than the great and powerful Kamala Harris, vice president of these United States. So the I wanted to make one more point on yes. that real quick. Um, the propaganda machine that is the mainstream media, right? Fucked up, dude. It's dark. Those are the people that convinced the the woke folks that the book boys sh- were terrorists and they shouldn't be there, blah, blah, blah. And, then, and they, they shunned them away like that. They put that, yeah. po- that parasitic mind virus, they implanted that right into their brain. And so the one ally that they had was shunned away, like you said. Right. And are, and, like, are there pieces of shit in Book Boys? Of course. Book, of course. Well, first of all, Book Boys don't even fucking exist anymore. But yeah. when they did, were there pieces of shit? Of course. Yep. Of course there were. There are pieces of shit who work for Black Lives Matter. There are pieces of shit every day. I don't, you know what Buying I'm saying? Buying houses, baby. There are pieces of shit all over the place. It, like, that's not, you can, You are not going to find a single group where somebody isn't a piece of shit in and, there. And that's there actually were the assholes. beauty of America. Yes. There were absolutely stupid, horrible shit people were saying in there. A lot of those motherfuckers been on 4chan. Yeah. People say <laughs> dark true. shit on 4chan yep. that they don't mean, and some people that they do mean. But that right. has forever been the part of the internet where people go to say things that challenge everybody. Yep. Because that's what they can do. Because they're trying to... I'm not even going to qualify it because they're <laughs> trying to live the oddest version of the most freedom they can possibly find. And the First Amendment is the freest thing that exists right now. It's the one thing yeah. that isn't being consistently attacked from every fucking angle. So yeah, that's only big tech is attacking. When that. you have nothing else in your life, 4chan is what you have. And you are going to say oh. really dark, fucked up shit because that's what you have the freedom to do. That's what you can control is whatever you want to say, where you're going to say it. And at 4chan, no one's going to do shit about it until you fucking kill a bunch of people. Yep. So, it, again, of course there are pieces of shit there. But there are a lot of pieces of shit in Black Lives Matter too. And they're not all pieces of shit, just like not all the book boys are pieces of shit. But yep. the, the fact that something as insignificant as race was able to destroy potentially the most powerful outside political co- political coalition that could have existed in modern times since maybe yep. fucking the black panthers like can you imagine yeah if you had black lives matter and the book boys team up to make some type of outside political coalition oh man like what the fuck that would that's be the, the most powerful that's the black force. panthers that is the black yep. panthers that allows white people to hang out with them like that's what that is yep Man, we want to talk about the power of the Black Panthers, and if, if we didn't allow the government to kill them, imagine if the Black Panthers mm. were legally allowed to own AR-15s, fucking every one of them. Imagine. Yeah, that, would have been a completely goddamn different story. And that history would have been written much differently. That's what you're talking about when you're talking about the Book Boys being able to team up with Black Lives Matter, yep. unfettered by the mainstream media. Yep. That's what you're talking about. Shit that like will make legitimate change because people aren't just scared. White people aren't just scared that shit's being destroyed. Everybody's Everybody fucking is. scared. Everyone's fucking scared. Yep. Because shit is fucked up, and these people with AR-15s and plate carriers on are standing in front of everybody saying, no, we're changing shit. Yep. It's changing now because this is done. Mm. But they were told to fuck off. So, God, that is just... I got chills just thinking about it. Like, that would be powerful. And that's, that's part of why when this first happened, I was, like, so spun up, mm-hmm. you know? And I talked about this type of thing a lot in yep. way less eloquent words because I was still... Have, that's very refined. So much was changing for me. So much was changing for me that I was trying to understand oh, yeah. how I felt about this, why I felt this way. And that's it. Like, that's because the mainstream media that is consistently angling to support black lives matter destroyed their one opportunity for legitimate governmental change in the most american fashion anybody could possibly imagine yep 
God, that's depressing. On a road paved with AR-15s. Ooh. Bro, if, man, if that could have happened. <clears throat> because what we're talking about here, essentially, you remember when Trump used to say the press is the enemy of the state? Yes. Right? And that, that's very... Because the problem we've talked about, I think, this press before, the like... the people, man. The, the press is the tool of the state. The state is the enemy of the people and always has been because the state exists to keep you in line with where they want you so they can maintain their grip on power. And if anything, they have gotten exponentially better at their manipulation games to make sure a portion of society is always in their corner. Yeah. Whether that's through safetyism, public health, terrorism, you know, it's all through fear and... And, and profits, essentially, at that point. It's the combination of... COVID-19, yeah. Oak Boys, Russia, China, If North it bleeds, Korea. it leads. And that, the state sees that and goes, "That's those are our friends. All right these there. fucking shootings. Yeah. The, the <laughs> it wasn't odd, like the lack of coverage in shootings. And this is a slight shift, and then we'll, and then we'll go we'll get this, back. right? <laughs> wasn't it odd, the immense lack of coverage of, of mass shootings that was happening prior, like... In the months leading up to all the executive orders, yeah, but they didn't go away. They're still very prevalent. America nope. still the twenty eighth, as we'll find out, twenty eighth in leading gun violence in in, in the world. Mm-hmm. But if that was still supposedly happening all the time, now it's like every day there's a story of them. Yep. Leading up to it, it wasn't. It was all Corona all the time, which like, yeah, certainly Corona was a big story. But, but if mass shootings are happening all on the their time, side. it seems odd that there was such little coverage of that, and yep. now it's fucking constant. Yeah, you know. I mean, I'd be curious, too, because the political I mean, winds what are were, changing. Yes, they are. What were that? I wonder what the actual numbers were for, quote-unquote, mass shootings, when you, you know, c- four-plus, during right. the fir- that first year of corona. They happened in places like fucking Kenosha. With, yes. With uh, Kyle, Kyle, R- Kyle, Kyle Rittenhouse. House, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's because that's how that shit happened. People yep. were dying at protests. People were dying in riots and fights. In fucking crime waves, like that's how people were dying last yep. year. That's why violent crime went up, is there was just every so much single, insanity. Yep. Every single insurrection that happened in Portland and Washington State, you know, when they firebombed the ICE building, um, you know, all around the country, every single one of those quote unquote mostly peaceful protests that yeah. evolved into riots was technically an insurrection because what is an insurrection? Yeah. It's a rise against the state. And if those powers are fighting against the state and they're trying to firebomb the federal court building, they're fi- you know they're they're trying right. to burn all these things down. There was another one just this last week, maybe two weeks ago in Portland, where they tried to burn down another ICE facility. Yeah, you know, actually lit it on fire. Mind you, thank God most of the now we know why. Maybe all those buildings are stone because they don't light up like a tinderbox on the yeah. inside if you yeah. attack them from the outside. <laughs> Might have been some forethought on their part, but it all leads back to the state being the problem. It's like the government buildings in uh, Dread. You know, Dread. Judge Dread. They 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 talk about. Are you talking about the new one? Yes. I don't. I've they, never seen the new one. Okay, so that's fine. But in that, they talk about how all the buildings are made of concrete that are X amount of feet thick. <laughs> that's there. You go. Isn't that weird? <laughs> Isn't that weird? Because <laughs> I'm fairly sure they're all built that way now. Oh, for God's sakes. Okay, so let's go back to more. Let's rewind the tape, and let's talk about this thing kind of, because I know you were chronologically for the most part, right? Yes. Um, I want to open up the discussion about the 
State of the Union address. I'm just I'm going to plant my flag there. This We're is calling State it of the that. Union it's address. State of the Union. The main theme, and he opened up with it, was crisis and opportunity. There's another word for that. There's another phrase to go with that. Never let a good crisis go to waste. Right. When you open up your speech with, we're gonna we're gonna be here talking about crisis and opportunity. That I just heard that and I was like, are you, are you kidding? Did you just say the quiet part out loud? Yeah. Because that. After you know the first part of the speech was just his laundry list of how he's going to spend ten billion or ten trillion dollars, you know how yes. he's proposed a ten trillion dollar spending plan within mm-hmm. his first hundred days in office, which I think has got to be some kind. Con- it's definitely a record. Definitely a record. I don't know what the ratio is there, but a hundred days, ten trillion. That just seems like a perfectly you know a lot of good round numbers there. Yeah. Um, just. Did you have any thoughts at at the beginning when he opened up with that, or did it just kind of blow over? Um, yeah, no, it wasn't something that I did not that didn't hit for me. Okay. Um, but thinking back on it now, certainly he would talk about something terrible that was happening. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm going to do to fix that. This is this is something terrible that's happening. This a, is what I'm going to do. It's a pretty good, but it political kind of uh, um, template to work off of. Yes, um, but they did. It was all an immense spending of money. Um, yeah, that's a like, lot. That was the new answer. Only, I think the only thing that I heard that wouldn't cost more money was when he was talking about retaining the subsidies for the Affordable Care Act and also lowering drug prices, mm-hmm. bargaining for lower drug prices and taking the savings on the drug prices and using that for the subsidies for the yeah. impo- for the Affordable Care Act. And he said, and we can do it with no cost. No cost. That was, I think, the only time that I heard him say it would not cost anything. Because ever, I think of that was, and it can be paid for with the tax rate in this. Mm-hmm. And it can be paid for if we have these people just pay their fair share. Mm-hmm. And these people just do this. All these things yeah. we paid for. It won't add to the national debt. Yep. Like that's We'll give the IRS trillion, billions of dollars so yeah. they can become even more. They could become thuggish tax collectors collectors like the old roman tax collectors and the tax collectors of the the you know for lack of a better term the dark ages that's yeah we're gonna get to that as we're gonna take that investigative wing that everyone just learned about it and now we're gonna add an enforcement wing to it Woo! have fun and but they're only gonna come after billionaires they're not gonna come after you I would never do that. Make less than 400k you definitely won't see one of these enforcement people definitely not yes you will yeah. Good luck. Godspeed. So the first thing I wrote down here was that he was took credit for the vaccines, right? For yep. like where we're at now. Yep. I have about $100 million all these days. And I don't, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, blah, blah. That's fine. <laughs> We've talked about this, that it's the same thing. <laughs> I wrote down Biden is to vaccines as Trump was to the economy boom in 2017. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. It's the exact same thing. When Donald Trump came into office, a year later, he's like, this is the best economy ever. If it wasn't for me, yeah, then it wouldn't have been this way. And we sat here and we said, that's all well and good, but you are the president. But this is also following an upward trend that started during the Obama administration. Yep. This is the same. This is the exact same thing. Mr. Biden, you are the president. Vaccines are going out. However, you are following a natural trend that began before you were in office, before you were in office when Donald Trump was still the president. Yep. It's literally the exact same thing. And it's crazy. That's like... That's a very wild argument, you know. It is totally insane. Yes. And I think it was one of the first things – oh, the first thing I tweeted about when it, when I was live tweeting this was politicians 
political appointees clapping for themselves as they walk in the building is one of the most yes. disgusting things I've ever seen. Um, crisis and opportunity, uh, state government, private sector, responsible for logistics. Okay, so state governments and the private sector are the ones who are responsible for the logistical workings of the vaccine rollouts, not the executive branch. The executive branch did one thing and one thing only, and that was create contracts to procure X amount of vaccines, which were already done right. when Biden came in the office, and he procured more, which, you know, good on him. I'm, I'm very glad that we did that. You know, we had, we've talked about right. the contracts right. selling to the U.S. before you sell abroad, blah, blah, blah. The vast majority of Operation Warp Speed was logistical. Yes. The vast majority of it. Um, and it was up to the state governments to determine how they wanted to do the rollouts. Biden had right. almost nothing to do with it. He had a... And Trump was catching mad shit for that. Yes, he was. He was saying, the state's there. Just tell us what you need yep. and we'll get it to you. And you yep. had that guy who worked for the Air Force, I think, who had the fucking yes. hard top haircut and he stayed out there and he's like, I swear to God, we have all the shit. Just tell me what you need. Exactly. And they stayed catching shit for it. Yep. That's very interesting. That did happen. It did happen. And that's... People forget. Like, there was, there was comment. There was somebody that had commented on that one it was like nice to have a potus that didn't screw that up i didn't bother <laughs> i didn't i didn't even bother trying to reply to that because it's such an ignorant statement because no the potus had nothing to do with it yeah you know if you if you are very happy with your vaccine rollout in your state thank your governor thank your governor and your state legislature because they were the ones that made that all happen the executive branch had nothing to do with it except Stock up the supplies so the state could order it. Yeah. Oh, Tifa's getting a little. She finally woke up. Now she's getting frisky. All right, kid. What do you want to do? What do you want to do? Where do you want to go? Want to play with some some fingers? Um, what was my next tweet on that one? Because these these are my chronological order. Six <laughs> percent growth when you when you're starting from a kneecap. Oh yeah, because he was bragging about um, the the six percent growth over this past year. Yes. Um, which obviously when you're starting from an economy that is almost completely shut down, 6% growth is not something to be proud of. It should be 60% growth because everything is open again right. and the economy can operate freely. And they said, he said something similar about the amount of jobs that were created in the jobs, first jobs, jobs, the first, the most amount of jobs created in the first hundred days ever. Okay. Until everybody who lost their job during Corona has their job again, you have not gained any jobs. You've no. not created any jobs. Yeah. Especially as the still, federal government. You are still at a net loss, a net deficit of jobs because unemployment is not back down to like fucking 5% or whatever it was, 2%, 3%. I think it was like Whatever three. the fuck it was, until you are back there, you have not created a single goddamn job. Yep. Even if somebody's getting a new job that didn't exist before, they had a job before Corona, they have a different job now, you didn't create a job. Nope. That person has a job now. That's all there is. You have not created a single goddamn job. Yep. And that's outside of the conversation of who really creates jobs, the exactly. state. or That's completely outside of that. Even if you yep. do want to take credit for it, you haven't made a single goddamn job yet. Not one. Not one. Still running in a net deficit for jobs. So that's pretty <laughs> interesting. They also talked about how they kept, we kept our key commitment for $1,400 checks when we got in office. Really? Because I'm pretty sure. You're sure that you said it was going to be $2,000 checks $2, as soon as those two states, those two senators from Georgia got into office. Hmm. And then they got into office, and then you fucked around for like five weeks before anybody got any money or any fucking bill was signed. Well, we already gave you 600 you so... You definitely kept your key commitment more, on that, right? 1400 more. 
That's really interesting. Yeah. And there were literally, I know people that the only reason they made it was because they got their stimmies. Yeah. Like barely, barely made it. And it was just because of that tiny, tiny little pittance of a, you know, $1,400, six, $600. Whoa, total? What was the total of all the different stimmy checks? Because there was really only... Originally, there Three, was $1,200 right? checks, Yep. so that's 1200 and then there was the 600 and then the 1400 So you're talking $3,200 for, for telling you can't work for a year. Over Yeah, over a year. That seems like, you know, even money right there. Yeah. Good Lord. I love the, the fact that the paper notes from work have these, made a triumphant return. These are my original paper notes from last year at this time when we oh! did throw. That's what these are. I held on to these this entire time. I'm so jazzed. Yeah. And so that's what I'm trying to find um, Kitty's eating is my them talking about. Vicious. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to town. Hey, kid. Calm down. That's like metal and stuff. Can't be good for your teeth. Yeah. Either way, um, I have notes here. That given the appropriate amount of time, I can find quotes from people talking about, like, all you have to do is tell us what you need. It's being handled through, through yep. this, like, through the logistics department of of Project Warp Speed. Yeah, it's, yeah that, that was the guy who, was it the, the Surgeon General? No. 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 But I know he you got the flat top name. dude. Yeah, and then he, once he, he had a fucked up name. And then once he kind of got out and was replaced, he had come out publicly and... and and said something else about like the response or something like yeah. that. I can't remember what the hell his name was. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna bother. Worth it. To look no, it up. we'll go back. We'll talk about it another day. Anyway, yeah, six percent growth. Um, then they started talking about the American Jobs Plan, how it's going to yep. create jobs. Lots of unions. Lots of unions. Like they're very much a focus on union jobs. hundred um, percent. Excuse me. Buy American. It's been the been the rule since America the beginning. America first. Yeah. Um, estimated to create millions of jobs and trillions in revenue. Ninety percent of the jobs will not require a degree. Seventy-five percent of the jobs will not require an associate's degree. The middle class built this country, and unions made the middle class, which is blatantly. Let absurd. me give you one really tiny example, totally anecdotal. Mm -hmm. Everyone's gonna. It doesn't mean shit. When my mom, when I was growing up, she worked for three different companies. That okay, continue to get bought out. The first one I think was like uh, I am Cares, and then they got bought out like Cares of Washington, and then something else. They like, continue to change names. For like 18 years, she worked as a job coach for adults with disabilities. Mm -hmm. That was her job, right? So she would also take people with severe disabilities, like on outings. She worked with people with disabilities. She was part of the machinist union. Interesting. When I was growing up. My mom would continuously bitch about paying union dues because nothing fucking ever happened because she yep. wasn't in the machine. She wasn't a machinist. Yeah. But when they were on strike, when there was issues with uh, collective bargaining agreements and all their shit, she still had to pay her dues but didn't get the benefits of these things. And rarely got the benefits anyway because she wasn't a machinist. Mm. So, again, I'm not saying that works. It's, all, it's completely anecdotal. But that it's not uncommon for people... To just find a union that will take them and join that union because the union wants more power. They want more people, yep. more members. 
So I think that's very interesting. Yep. There are certainly many, many, many people that benefit from having union jobs. Many, many people. Yep. We've also seen a lot of people. We talked about cars a few episodes ago. A lot of Mm -hmm. people losing their jobs because of union jobs because the collective bargaining gets up to the point where you're getting paid eighty dollars an hour for a job that isn't worth paying you eighty dollars an hour, and that's not you're not worth eighty dollars an hour. Welding shit or fucking attaching something isn't worth eighty dollars an hour. It's not. The cost-benefit ratio for a company doesn't reach that level. Yeah, because so, if you carried that logic all the way forward, you would have an end product that no one could afford. Are, hence, yeah. you don't have a job anymore. There are benefits and there are pros and cons to yep. to a union. They have their roles in America, but the idea that every job should be a union job so that it's a good-paying job doesn't track. Logically, yep. it doesn't track. Nope. Um, and we talked about I used myself as an example. If everyone in my company, if all 45 employees said, we're going to unionize, that would not benefit us. It nope. would not give me a better position. It might make me more money, but there's a lot of other shit that they're not going to be able to do because we're a union now. Yep. I can only pay you these things. I can't give you these things. I can't. That's not going to benefit me in the end to have yep. a union representing my job just because. Because when you join a union, you're forfeiting your ability as an individual to bargain for your yeah. labor. And I would rather be in control of my own productivity and then I can bar- bargain within myself. Yep. So, uh, yeah, it. Again, they have their place for like the fifth time in the last time. They have their place. There are benefits mm-hmm. to having a union, but the idea that every job should be a union job, yeah. not a good idea. It's going to take a lot of jobs away. If you made every job a union job, they, a lot of people would lose their jobs. Oh, hard, yeah. Um, and then there would be a brand new class system birth. And I'm generally pro-union, just to qualify yeah. it one more time. I think when we talked about Amazon's union um, Fuck yeah. a couple weeks ago, You're we, having were, a shit we in were the bag? Down. Union. If you have to shit in a bag unionize yep. there's no reason you're shitting in a bag that means you are literally yeah. being taken advantage there's of there's no reason you're shitting in a bag yep get yourself a union get yourself unions a better are job. formed when company leadership yes. fails the yes. employer yes. employees that's that's when unions are formed ask yes. the young turks <laughs> those motherfuckers um, i love to hate on them because they're so terrible yes joe biden said they want to create a darpa but for health and so <sighs> i don't really know this is when he says, within our power to end cancer. Yes. And it's just essentially like a private coalition through funded through the government for them to focus on whatever they want them to focus yep. on, which is weird because government hands out scientific contracts as it is. Like yeah. people who get research or money to research things, a lot of it comes from the government. Yeah. You know, very little of it is privately funded. Yep. Not very little, but I'm proportionally, you know, yeah. as far as things that are going to benefit humanity, the vast majority of it is. It's funded through government. Yeah, you know, because the the success of DARPA itself, yeah, stems from the military industrial complex, because there's always a need for more weapons and better, you know, battlefield technology, and that's what DARPA more or less focuses on. They're yeah. they're the scientists discovering. A, new think bombs, of, new think of like Manhattan Project, but on fucking steroids, DARPA. and that's DARPA. Yeah, boom. So yeah, let's do that. Which, um, you know, because that <clears throat> comes with both societal benefits and then also uh, some real sweet military edge. Yeah. Which is why the government's involved in it. So, like I said, this is when he said, it's within our power to end cancer. And I just think that's a weird thing to be saying. Like, I think that's a very odd thing to be saying. If it's you know, within our power, it why must, are we not you know, doing it? It like, must be because he's married to Dr. Jill. And I yeah. like, <laughs> so I'm it. not trying to be too simplistic about it, but if it's within oh. our power, then why have we not done it? Like, yeah, because from, from everything I've heard from legitimate medical researchers and things like that, like on Rogan and stuff like that, what makes cancer so difficult to fight is every person's cancer 
is very, very specific to themselves. Right. And we have some broad stroke treatments that have a, have better outcomes for certain specific types of cancer. But at the end of the day, every individual's cancer is going to be very, very, it's going to have to be treated individualistically. Right. And I wouldn't doubt that the, the medical technology could be discovered if enough incentive and funding was available. But, you know, that's who knows what else is possible. It's just a point. weird way to go about. It really it, is. You know? um, it, it's very, very strange. And then started talking about the American Families Plan. Yep. And so we laid out some things here. One of them is two years of free pre-K and college, mm-hmm. which, again, this is like a very. Because he shit on daycare. When he was doing that, right? He's like, oh. you're not learning at daycare, but if you right. go to, you know, three and four-year-olds are going to go to, like, a preschool and, and learn, that's how we win the competition of the nations. That's yes. So this weird. this is something else that I definitely want to talk to you about. Um, first, first of all, I want to make the point that it's not free. No. Like, these things are definitely not free. No. They, you may not pay out of your handbook for them out of your pocketbook for them but they come handbook. out of your pocketbook but the it pocket comes but it comes out of your paycheck in the form of a higher tax rate. yes you're and still paying for it you just have to pay at point of service they are saying and this is a very kind of convoluted conversation right they're saying we're not going to raise taxes on anybody who makes less than four hundred thousand dollars a year it's only going to be the corporations and only going to be for these people yeah. right i guarantee you i guarantee you even if they don't have to it's going to cost you more money from your corporation if they're if they're paying higher tax rates. Even if things don't need to cost more, they're going to. Because yes. certainly, before Donald Trump, they were paying 10% more corporate taxes. So yep. certainly, and this is the argument from Joe Biden. It's like, we know they can do it because they were doing it. Yep. Certainly. The Bush era certainly corporate, they can. Yeah, capital or uh, corporate taxes were like 37%. Certainly they like can. That. I would never say that they couldn't. Certainly yep. they can. Does that mean they're not going to fuck over the little man because they have to pay more? Hard no. No. That is not what that means. You could probably see some of that happening right now. And we're going to detail all this on our social media when it happens. Yeah. You can find me. I'm at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at Alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. Colin is at Fairbird Off on both of those things. You can find all of this on our website at saltofthestreets.com, including our other social media. You are watching us on YouTube right now at Salt of the Streets. We have our Instagram at Salt of the Streets and our Facebook, fuck Facebook at Salt of the Streets. Like I said, all that at saltofthestreets.com. If you are watching this, like the video, leave us a comment, share it with your friends, let them know that we're here. If you're listening to this in a podcast form, leave us a rating and a review. Give me, send me somewhere, somehow, a screenshot of your review, and I'll send you a free T-shirt. If you can tell me what the closing line of the podcast is from, I will send you a signed T-shirt. <gasps> if you're getting a haircut in the Kitsap area and you're not doing it through Swell Blended, then you are a fucking fool. <gasps> Go and get your skateboards Fully agree. skate shop. Fully agree. I'm pretty sure that's it. Stay safe, Dakota. Amen. Yeah, shout out Dakota. I didn't give him my shout out yet. Um, oh, it's not free, right? It's not free. Not free. I guarantee you, even if they don't have to, they mm-hmm. will raise the prices, the taxes, the something. The little man will pay for this because that is how corporations work. When yep. they get used to the amount of profit they are making, they are not going to do anything to ratchet that down. No. They're going to do everything they can to keep it where it's at, as close to where it's at as possible, Yep. so they don't have to pay any more money. They are going to fuck everyone over they have to, make sure that it's there. It's really weird. Because they all have a fiduciary responsibility to their shareholders to increase the stock price especially so that everybody because, can make more money. And especially because prior to like this week, I think, no one was even talking about trying to close loopholes 
enforce the tax laws that currently exist. They're just going to raise the tax rate and then tell you that corporations aren't paying any taxes anyway. Yeah. So we're going to raise the rate on them. Awesome. You know what 39% of zero is? Fucking zero. (laughs) Great. Like, I don't give a shit. That's awesome. If you're still going to be able to hire a lawyer to avoid every single tax... Why do I give a fuck what percentage is? Tax them 100%. 100%. Who gives a shit? They're, They're not, not going to pay. Anything. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like it's so. Isn't that funny? Because they, they say that back to back. They say, you know, all these corporations, they pay zero in taxes. Yes. So we're going to raise <laughs> their taxes. So what, what I don't, what are you talking about? Right. So in other words, you're going to net zero gain? Especially because with the IRS, when you're filing your taxes, it's rarely, when you get to numbers like that, it's not certain amount of dollars that you're writing off. It's percentages. Yes. Percentages of this, percentages of this. So the percentage of the percentage doesn't fucking matter. It's not a set amount of money that you're paying. It's a percentage of whatever. And if you can write off X amount of percent of that percent, then who gives a fuck? Like, yes. who cares? Exactly. That's so weird. 37% of zero no. is still zero. And the idea that we have to invest billions of more dollars in a section of the government, the IRS, to try and collect money that people are already avoiding paying is literal retarded thinking. Like oh, I yeah. said, you don't, there's, you don't have to pay the government more money to collect money that it's already supposed to be collecting. That's dumb. That doesn't make any sense. We would rather just fuck over the little guy and collect all their taxes instead. You don't nope. need to give them billions of more dollars to get this money. Nope. That's... If do you, it one time, that's enough money to collect all the other money. Yes. Like, what, what are we talking about? What are we really talking about? But what it, the fuck? But it sure sounds good. The way <laughs> it's great. It, like, it? it's the the. It's so shallow. the The level of thinking is so shallow because if you drop just a slightly bigger rock than the one they tossed out of there, you're like, <laughs> oh shit, I can still see the top of it. Like, it's crazy. You know, it's it's Best really crazy. Analogy ever. Investment, investment, the investment, investment. It's actually this deep, but they make it seem like it's this deep. Right. Tossing all these tiny rocks out of there. All <laughs> these little pebbles they're tossing out there. Like, this has got to be a fucking lake right here. This is a lake, dog. And really, it's just a muddy-ass puddle that you can't fucking see the bottom of. It's crazy. It's crazy. I've that, never even it, thought about it like it that. It works. That works on a lot of levels. Yeah. That's great. So we'll we'll run with that. We'll keep using that. One Absolutely, that's pretty good. Um, <clears throat> and it works because you can say muddy in the waters too by yeah. throwing more rocks in there. Degrees, right? Degrees, degrees. Because you were talking about Joe Biden said twelve years isn't enough to compete in the world. Yep. What the fuck are you talking about, right? The greatest argument I heard against this was NPR. I was just, <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, swear to God, like the propaganda own goal. Next day, there. <laughs> yes, yes. The next day, Thursday, NPR is talking about jobs that require degrees. How many jobs there are in America that in the description say they require a degree but don't really require a degree? Like no. they don't – you don't need a degree to do this job effectively. Yeah. And it started – A lot of right, times the filter mechanism. Certainly. And that's – it started as a filter mechanism to try and get the best people possible. Yep. When college started to, started to cost inordinate amounts of money – there are people who either don't have the money to go, don't want to take out a loan to go. For any, any number of reasons, they choose not to go to college. That are more than capable of getting these jobs. That are immediately disqualified because they don't have a degree. Yep. And so they're talking about, obviously, how that limits the pool. And you're getting shittier and shittier candidates because people who do have money or, you know, a lot of time, not a lot of times, but a bunch of people whose parents are going to pay for it. They're just going to eat the debt. They're going to do whatever, right? <clears throat> so you're getting a lot of times shittier and shittier candidates because you're requiring a degree. Yes. And then they're talking about how this in uh, 
disproportionately affects minorities because minorities are less able to go to college than are white people. It all comes back to race, doesn't it? Y'all motherfuckers are fucked up. So, <clears throat> so I found that very interesting of Joe Biden saying, you know, 12 years isn't enough school to compete anymore. When I can, the off the top of my head, Lucas Bakken, who owns, started, and runs T-Rex Arms. It, oh, that's going to happen. This, this She's cat. a cat. Yeah, that's fine. She just, like, rolled over right off my Lucas lap. Lucas Bakken, who started, owns, and operates a multi-million dollar company, doesn't have a high school diploma. Yeah. So the idea that you need a high school diploma to be successful in this country is counter to American ideology, yep. you know? And so it's ludicrous. It's insane to me. I keep saying ludicrous, but it's crazy to me that the president would be telling you, you have to have more than 12 years of a formal education through the state for you to succeed in the world. Why? Totally asinine, because there are millions of examples of where that is not true. You're I mean, fighting for citizenship for people who largely don't have high school diplomas because they're they're so good at working, their quality of work, and I'm not even arguing against this, but like they they aren't, the very argument is that they aren't lesser than anybody else who doesn't have a high school diploma. So uh -huh. they deserve to be here, they deserve to be making the same amount of money. Yep. So then what the fuck are we talking about? What are we talking about? In the same breath, dude, it's like you said, this... The same exact breath. Yep. We're telling you, you don't need a high school diploma to make it. Just work with what you have. But also, 12 years isn't enough anymore. Yes. So, Which, we need more money, and we have to invest more dollars into the government so that we can give you this. That's give, crazy. Give you this. And that's exactly what it is. They're, the entire stance on everything that he lays out on the speech is based off of the government will provide you with yes. X. Big Daddy has you. Because you are not capable of doing it. You know, Ben Shapiro has recently come around. You, you remember the old phrase? Because the corporations are fucking you over. That's right. The man's the keeping man you down. down. The man is in the state because we yep. the people is the government. We the people. Have <laughs> you? Oh, yeah. Don't what a dumb asshole. I, ooh, yeah, we'll get, we'll get there. Towards the end there. Um, but the, the old phrase people used to say, the soft bigotry of low expectations, yeah. right? Whether you're talking race or whether you're talking income anymore, or anything, man. it's not soft. It's just straight up bigotry of no expectations. We're talking about that with Larry. Yes, yes, one hundred percent. I'm fairly sure we were on that beat well before our our pundits were. Larry Dixon, he's been on the show Shout multiple out times. Larry Dixon. Everybody knows he is At black. Larry the tax right? guy. So let's just for anybody who's going to try and throw anything out there, we'll just cut you off right now. He is in fact black as fuck. Um, was expressing to us earlier this week, I mean, just his immense frustration oh, yeah. with, I mean, essentially being classified as an Uncle Tom because he doesn't agree with the modern woke ideology that is fueling all these things. Yep. And the, like you said, the the bigotry of, of low expectations no longer being soft, openly being told, like, oh, well, black people can't access the internet. The president's saying yep. black people don't know, a lot of black people don't know how to get on the internet. I don't know what being black would have to do with you not knowing how to get on the internet. I don't know why. That's one of why, the most racist things I've ever heard Because you're black, you wouldn't know how to, to get an ID, or you yeah. wouldn't be able to afford an ID, or you wouldn't be able to find it, or get there, or why? I don't, Which is like, also I don't a statement to the incapability of the, program, the social programs that help people in poverty. So it's a, it's a double cut on the wrist. Yeah. It's, it's very odd. Um, and Steven Crowder, excuse me, did a great change my mind like two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. I haven't watched it yet. 
happen. You you have got to walk. He's in. dropped a couple good ones recently. And this one was opposing voter ID as racist. Yes. You know, all these excellent statistics from studies from like Rasmussen and things like that that like upwards of 70% of African Americans support voter ID. Yeah. And and he ha- they went around that town and interviewed people beforehand, minorities, asked them, what do you think of voter ID? They're all like, of course you have voter ID. Yeah. Like, Where's the DMV at? It's very it important to me. Right like, there. yeah, Dudes who are like, if you are an adult and you're paying taxes, you should be able to get an ID. If you're over yeah. 18 years old, you should be able to get an ID. Yeah. And that's not like, I don't even think it's like a crazy expectation. And that's not, no. like, if you can't make it there. Kind of one like, of the responsibilities of being an I also, adult citizen. I also feel like an ID should be free, like <laughs> across the board. If we're going to require that you have to, you have to have a license to drive a car. We're going to give it to you. You yeah. pay taxes anyway. You're, what the fuck does it cost to print me an ID? Five cents? Print the shit, bitch. Print it. Print it. That's Give me that shit, yep. and I'm going to leave. If you're going to make me have it, the shit should be free. Yep. I like, I don't... Then there are... In the six states, he said that do require voter ID, it is free. Uh, Which would totally make sense. Fucking makes sense. Why should it cost any money? We're I mean, going to require that you have yeah. it. It's, it it's, should be free. It's the problem they ran into when they... they they push the social pressure on the um, MLB to move the All-Star game out of Georgia yeah. because of their, you know, racist voter suppression bill by requiring voter ID to and they moved it to Colorado which has stricter voting requirements More strict than, <laughs> and takes millions of dollars in revenue out of Georgia. Yeah. Millions, like tens of millions of dollars. Yes. And that's the crazy thing so he's talking to this one Stephen Crow's talking to one specific girl for a decent amount of times so was just a young white liberal woman they they do a counter of all the virtue signaling she does before like nine <laughs> different times and she's like oh i'm wearing a mask you know not for myself but for the people around me who like don't have the privilege ding. of getting back yes just <laughs> that is the exact thing encounter and ding ding oh it's fucking great yeah so he's going through all these things like all reasons you know why why minorities wouldn't be able to get these things and he's like i just don't he's like i don't live in a world where i think that black people are too poor or too stupid to figure yeah. out to how to get a fucking id like yep. that's crazy to i me. haven't and heard for an you to think that it. is racist yes. like to for you to be thinking that and positing that is racist yep i haven't heard a <laughs> single argument arguing against the requirement for voter idea that is not racist and that's exactly his point that's exactly his point it's like is i haven't heard an argument that isn't nope. racist because so, you are saying every one of these people yes. is incapable yes. of doing this this one thing yes for x y reason well in the picture of the driver's license and the two numbers circled that's like this new law would require someone to write down their driver's license number could you tell which yeah. of these two numbers is your driver's license number if you have a driver's license you don't know the and driver's the, license number and the myriad of people in the comments black people in the comments that are like do you think i'm fucking retarded exactly. like do you think that i'm a fucking idiot of course it says driver's license number bitch of course <laughs> i can tell which number it is what the fuck it's so crazy it's so crazy. Yes. I don't even think you can afford a $6 ID. What? <laughs> what? And even it, if it's free, what? I don't think you're capable of getting it. Makai and his wife just bought a house. I don't yep. own a fucking house. I, I definitely think that Makai could. Shout out Makai. And I, like, I'm not trying to tokenize Makai. I don't, that's, was, I was the first black person I thought of. But, like, I don't, I don't think that Makai would have a problem acquiring a $6 ID. No. I really don't. I know for a fact that he doesn't because the because he drives of the bus, of his bitch. Work. He drives bus. That's it's crazy to me. It's it is insanity. I agree with you. I'm on the same page. I haven't heard a single argument that I'm like that's racist. Yeah, that's racist. Like, that's me saying that. Terrible for you. And to you're say saying that. you're doing it because of racism, and that is insanity. Like 
So we'll move on. Yeah. It's, you shouldn't You shouldn't need a degree for something that you don't need a degree for. No. Unless you have to know the science or some shit behind yep. it. There's no. There should be no requirement for a degree. Yeah. The idea that you can't be successful because you don't have a high school diploma or a degree is... Mike Rowe has been preaching the same message... Backwards and un-American. ...over a decade at this point. 12 years isn't enough. You know, that's um, why he started Dirty Jobs. Yeah. You know, because every... He said most of the people that they did on... On dirty jobs, you know all the episodes they did. Most of them were millionaires. Yes, and they lived simple lives, close to the ground, and they ran a successful business doing dirty work. Yeah, and they don't have college degrees. A lot of them, they didn't have to go to these four-year colleges to 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 make to be a successful entrepreneur in the world. You don't have to do that. In no. some fields, you do, and you go get the technical training required to do it, or in like you want to be a doctor, you definitely have to go to school. Yeah, and a lot definitely of professional trades that require a license or you know something like that. Generally, right. a degree comes with that because but even, even you want to like, have standards for even schooling. like a lawyer. You know, yep. like there are states like in California where if you do enough on-site training yep. with a lawyer, you can take the bar exam and become a lawyer. And I think you have definitely. learned enough shit. Yes, in three thousand hours or whatever, you learn to the practice. Law. Yes. And then you pass the bar. You pass the bar exam. And you become a professional lawyer. If you can pass the goddamn bar exam, I don't care what your qualifications yeah, are. Exactly. Pass the exam, do the goddamn job. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That's meritocracy, Colin, and that's fucking racist. Yep. And it's also part of the, the trap that is credentialism. Yes. You know, where you have to have these things just to say that you have them and yeah. qualify for these things. Um, next is child care. Childcare. Low, low and income people will pay no more than seven percent for childcare. Seven percent of like their income. Because mm -hmm. um, to zoom out for a minute, this is part of the reasoning behind doing this was to introduce for the first time his American Families Plan. Yes, and that's what this is all part of. Excuse me. Yes. Um, twelve weeks of paid leave, up to twelve weeks of paid leave, mm -hmm. which I think is a great thing. And I do think that the that's legit. The leave system in America is very weird. It it's is very, very weird. backwards, yeah. you know, as far, especially as far as maternal leave, paternal leave, like it yeah. would just, and I hate to compare America to other countries. I just generally, I don't like to, yeah. but Apples when you, oranges, but. when you have like literally dozens of other countries that are like, no, fucking stay home for a year. Please yeah. God, spend time with your kid. Yes. And we're like, no, get your ass back in the office now. Yeah. That's really weird. It's bad. But then we also know how people need to be with their children and how important it is for parents to be with their children. But God damn it, if you don't come back in the office exactly. a week after you have a kid we, because Weird. The, there was a lot of emphasis on um child care yeah um you know subsidizing the child care yes you know, no more than seven percent of your income or if you make uh, below a certain threshold you'll pay nothing aka the government will be subsidizing that for you they'll be paying it subsidies, for you subsidies more and more so subsidies. that you can get back to work yes it's like so now you're saying that everyone needs to have a job yes. no one can stay home with their children no and that perverse incentive, if I've ever heard one. But we also want to extend the child, the, the child, child tax, tax credit, credit through 2025. Again, I don't hate that. And I don't hate it either, but I, I don't like the argument that's being used for it. And mm -hmm. it's a personal thing, but there's all these arguments of like, people can't have the amount of kids that they want. And they can't do what they want because it's cost prohibitive. Fuck you. You don't need to have nine kids. You don't even need two kids. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. I don't think it's a bad thing that... The birth rate went down. I don't. I there are too many goddamn people on the planet. There's too many people here. <laughs> too many We're people. saying it all the time. Like, and Thanos. I don't, whatever 
I thought about it on the way here. <laughs> this is a half joke, so everyone take what it is. Whatever the number is of people we have to have on the planet to have no traffic, that's how many people should be here. <laughs> that's how many people should be here. It took me 40 minutes to get here today. That's ridiculous. Yeah, because I always forget like the timing yes. for coming over on a Friday afternoon. Way different than way Saturday. Way different. Yes. And I didn't even think to bring that up. No, me either. So, but, Oh, man. Oh, it, I, I just man. don't get it. Like The idea that you should just... If you don't get to have as many kids as, as you desire in your heart, you're not mm. living up to your full life. Fuck you. And I'm not saying we should live a China lifestyle. We need to start, like, drowning babies and things. Like, that's... No, that's that's crazy. Whoa. That's crazy. One child policy. But I just don't... The fact that you need a government subsidy so you can have as many kids as you want, I think is very backwards. Mm-hmm. Like, why... If you need that extra money in order to be able to afford a kid, you probably shouldn't be having one, in my right. opinion. You know, so Personal just responsibility. Because, just because you want one doesn't yeah. mean you should have one. Just because I want nine dogs, mm-hmm. I shouldn't have nine dogs. That's a bad idea. It is a bad idea. Bad idea. Some people should have nine dogs. I could, I could Some test. people, fucking Glenn Greenwald owns like the whole farm of dogs. Some yeah. people should have a whole farm of dogs. Very true. Some people should have twenty kids. Yep. Some people should not because they plan their life out to accommodate for that lifestyle. And I don't think just because you want to, you should do it. Mm-hmm. When it comes to kids, there are most things I think that's the case. I don't think with children, just because you want that many kids, you should have it, and the government should make it so. Mm-hmm. And I think that's weird. I think it's very backwards. There's already too many people here, so I don't... So let me change the the paradigm a little bit on the same topic, right? Yes. So to kind of speak to all these different things that he talks about in his family's plan, right? The free education, blah, blah, blah. That's that's kind of one thing. The the subsidies for... Papa, help me. Oh, sweetheart. Where did she go? She probably just like, yeah, screw this one out. (laughs) Crazy. I love... So this is cat lifestyle. I'm really excited. It keeps you on your toes. Yes. Um, I am a, like the leave. 12 weeks or, you know, whatever. What was it? How much leave? 12 weeks. 12 up, weeks. Up to 12 weeks. Up to 12 said, weeks, right? I don't really know what that means. Up to 12 weeks. Yeah, that, that's interesting, I mean, I guess right? You just have access to up to 12. So to put it in kind of different terms, right? Because somebody at this point has to pay for that 12 weeks, right? Yes. Right? And potentially you're you're leaving a position that would need to be filled by someone in your in your interim some at people least during that 12 weeks very indisposable you know i can speak very true to this statement some people are very indisposable and if you are gone that portion of the job is not done if i left work for 12 weeks they would likely they would miss bring, you. yeah they would bring someone right. in for a short period of time yeah probably they'd hit up aaron and be like hey aaron is there any way that you can come work for a couple of weeks while this guy's out yep and not because I'm so crazy productive, but because to take a whole person out of the production line yes. for 12 weeks is a huge hit to really? production. Absolutely. So on that note, I'm a huge... Trash cat. I love it. Um, I'm a huge proponent of like people being able to take more time off. Yes. And I am a thousand percent open to the federal government funding that. Yeah. It needs to be efficient for the business to do. It's good for people. Within three clicks. <laughs> a business should be able to just go to a website, a government website, go click, click, in, insert employees, social security number, blah, 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 check, done. Paychecks on its way. It'll be in your, your business account in 30 Tiny seconds. Meow. And you're going to go hunt for the cat before the, she gets gobbled by the dogs. All the dogs are so interested. I love it. Um, but I have a feeling that considering we just... We were looking at a $4 trillion budget 
Oh, she's just hanging out. Um, if we have a $4 trillion budget at this point, I have a hard time believing that the government cannot find mismanaged money somewhere enough to pay for that already. Right. You know, I, I'm open to contributing more for something like that. That's fine. But I don't trust that the government is spending the money that I'm giving them now. No. That they can't already afford to do that if they were able to keep their own house in order. And I'll tell you what, especially after having listened to this speech, when the next budget comes out, oh. if there's any additional money in the defense budget, I'm going to flip shit. Because in this very address, we have by far the most powerful military ever existed. Yep. Like he said that. So then you're telling me we don't need to add any more. It doesn't need to be any bigger. If it's already the most talented fighting force or the most sufficient fighting force and the most whatever the fuck that's ever existed, then we don't need to add more money to it. And whatever we were going to add to it this year, we can go ahead and take and apply to something else. Yes. Right? If we already have, I have a screenshot. Ooh. This is, again. You take solid screenshots. Anecdotal, right? But it is. Life is full of anecdotal cases. Yes. So let's see. An anecdotal case is only anecdotal until enough of them amass themselves to become a trend. Photos. That's the key to anecdotal cases. If you have enough of them, it becomes kind of a truism. Sorting them around. I don't understand why it does this. I just, yeah, my, my phone still... Oh, that's too funny. One of my work buddies texted me. He ran into an, an old employee. He's like, Who, what's this guy's name? What's this kid's <laughs> name again? He's like, oh, yeah, he's hanging out in front of Domino's Pizza. <laughs> Albums, there we go. Yeah, I still can't keep track of how my my phone tracks pictures anymore. Half the time I open up my photos thing, and I don't recognize what it's showing me. It's yeah. a weird album thing, and it's shifted over. Oh, good Lord. Oh, Kitty, you want to come back up to your daddy? She's like, no, I just want to play with your knee. So it's a screenshot, and when I find it, it's a story, again, anecdotal, but a story of a service member talking about here we are this is again anecdotal from the internet at a range late in the fiscal year we're set up for both the bradley crews to conduct gunnery and the dismount squads to do their own training by the end of training we still had ammo thousands and thousands of rounds of various calibers well we tried to burn through it so much 25 millimeter we had bushmasters going down left and right literally burning down guns burnt out 240 barrels i fired so many and it takes that's a lot. Like 10,000 rounds to burn out a barrel before you need to switch it out if you're talking about a standard AR-15. That's how you get a misfire, by the way. <laughs> yes. I fired so many chalk 203 rounds I can't count. I saw senior NCOs telling soldiers to bury ammo in the desert because as anyone that worked in the government will tell you, if we don't use it, we lose it. Yep, you don't use what money, resources, etc. you are allocated in one fiscal year, you won't get as much the following year. This is the waste I'm talking about. Now translate that story across the entire government having the same mindset of use it or lose it and use your imagination. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. I can attest for my time in. Use it or lose it. Otherwise, you don't get more next month or next quarter. It's messed up. It's a perverse incentive. So, <laughs> just to talk about blue to government, you know, for and sure for them to continue to talk about more and more money into it. Like, this won't go away. This does no. not end. This money doesn't stop flowing. And that's as much as everyone hates conservatives and hates Republicans when they're talking about fiscal responsibility, reallocating funds. Like, this is what's talking about. We don't need to continue to add and add and add more money. Something has to be fixed. At least one thing has been fixed. Ooh, kitty, don't do that. 
<laughs> at least one thing has to have been fixed. At least one thing. Yep. There, you're telling me there isn't one thing that could take could stand less money so we can reallocate it somewhere else. Not one thing. Okay. Not one. Everything gets worse all the time consistently. Yeah. That's a crazy message to be giving out to people. What is the one organization that is not subject to the IRS auditing it? Is it the government? The federal government's budget. Weird. Interesting how that that whole system works. There is no one that is capable legally in the statutes of holding the government responsible for the money that they spend. This is a good night phone call. I'll be oh, right it's now. a good night phone call. Oh, sweet baby. Um, I will harp on a point here that I believe was made multiple times throughout the entirety of Joe Biden's speech. And that every time he talks about, you know, spending, essentially, we're talking about, he, he brings it up as investment. We're going to invest in this. We're going to invest in child care. We're going to invest in people's families. We're going to invest in American workers. Investment is just code for more spending. Whether or not that spending has any legitimacy to, you know, if the, ju if the means justify the ends. Is there actually going to be a beneficiary of the spending on the back end? Can you prove to us that this investment that we are making is going to have an ROI that is worth taking that plunge, an ROI being the return on investment? Every investment should have a return, and if you are not getting a return, that is a bad investment. We are that $4 trillion federal budget that we talked about that is full, full of investments that have to this date not paid off in any feasible fashion otherwise we wouldn't the, the war on poverty we wouldn't have spent we haven't we would not have spent over 20 trillion dollars on the war on poverty to have communities that are left in perpetual poverty with no sign of getting out we would not have school systems that now all of a sudden are requiring more than 12 years of education if the education you got within that 12 years was worth anything, if it's worth a damn, 12 years would be sufficient for you to go out and become a prosperous human being and to be able to contribute a capital to the overall GDP, which makes the country that much stronger, that much more competitive. There's a lot of talk about competitiveness. And to be competitive, we must invest in Americans. We must invest in our infrastructure. We must invest in our schools and our families. That's all well and good. It sounds really nice. But without without proof in the pudding, without a return on that investment, we should be pulling those investments back, reassessing, and coming at them from a different approach. I mean, I, I, I kind of got us all off track there for a while. They're talking about essentially the war on poverty. The war on drugs is another great example. How many trillions of dollars has been spent over the decades fighting the unsuccessful war on poverty that has done nothing but empower cartels, gangs, you know, other and lock up minorities. Lock up minorities. What? At a high, that oh yeah, yeah. And, and lock up minorities. The war on drugs. Yeah. <laughs> you know I'm coming in. Lock up minorities. Like, Jesus, what, <laughs> what did I say? No. So. I was just talking about investment. <laughs> awesome. There's a lot of focus on investment, right? And there's no return on investment. 
That's the problem with a lot of these programs. They don't do any good to Shopping just throw money on your plate carrier. <laughs> oh, you know, that's that's just great. that shows it's a good plate carrier, I guess. Um, but we need to we need to not because what we're talking about here, American Rescue Plan, something in the nature of 1.8, 1.9 trillion dollars. The American Jobs Plan, going to be over the same two thing. trillion. Yeah, you know, roughly they're about two trillion dollars a piece. The family, the families plan, the jobs plan, and the rescue plan that was passed. Six trillion dollars on top of a, a four trillion dollar budget already. That ten trillion dollars proposed spending in the first hundred days of an administration. That's a lot. That is a lot. Where does that money come from? We're well, we're just going to suck it out of the the millionaires and billionaires. Yep. Well, they're going to make. Did the, you say anything about trillionaires? Because no. we're talking ten trillion dollars. There's not enough money in. The entirety of the nation that you could suck out of that without completely defunking the country overnight. No, because even, even, sorry, I thought I had less of this. That's why I was doing that. Um, <laughs> even when they're talking about the amount of taxes that corporations didn't pay, they're yeah. still talking about billions of dollars. Yes. So it's, so like where's the it, even by their own play? math, like that doesn't add up. You nope. know, it has to come from somewhere and they're just banking on it. We'll just add it to the deficit. We'll just, we'll don't just worry about it. it. We'll to the just deficit. keep racking it up to the debt. And we've talked about... Don't worry about inflation. Maybe we didn't talk about in here, but we talked about it in Possibly our Crypto offline. Crusaders group chat. Crypto about Crusader 2, the how, return. Yeah, yeah, exactly, the return. <laughs> I was listening to the Wall Street Journal, and they were talking about the list of things internationally that is becoming more expensive. How even though Lumber. domestically... The Fed is able to keep inflation rates low and keep interest rates low. Yep. They cannot do anything about the global economy. Nope. And so even if it doesn't look like the American dollar is being devalued because things are still generally the same here, around the globe, it will cost you more money to buy things and you will receive less money when you sell things. Yep. That is an undeniable fact. Hard yet. This is a sign, an undeniable sign of undeniable inflation that does come with adding trillions of dollars to your deficit, devaluing your currency by doing so, and not doing anything to address it. Yep. This can only work like that for so long. It, things can only continue like that for so long until something has to be done. And I don't know what that something is, but I don't particularly want to see it. No. <sighs> that sounds incredibly terrifying. But if, if the important thing to remember about all these different new spending items... Yeah. These are proposals that he wants Congress to take up. Because ultimately, Congress controls the strings to the purse. And this isn't even actually like legislation that no. was crafted where he talked about, I don't know whether or not this is true, but he sent a, a piece of legislation to Congress for immigration for them to consider. I don't think that that's the case. I think that it likely doubt. looks just like this, that it's a proposal, a, a wish list, if you will. A fact sheet. They're so a fond of publishing. Sheet. It's just a one sheet that yeah. we're sending out telling you what we want to see, and then whatever gets to the desk will sign. Yeah. You know? And that's they've given the same runaround for all these other uh, commitments that they said they were going to keep up to, whether it is the uh, – police oversight commission or like all these different things the the police reformation bill that they're continually kicking down the road and saying like oh we just we're just waiting for congress we're we absolutely want to sign of course we want to do it of course of course we do we committed to doing it we have to wait for congress yeah it's the same thing this it's all it's the same thing it's 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 virtue signaling 
Uh-huh. They want to raise the top tax bracket to 39.6%. I don't... I don't care how much money you have. You're talking about someone taking 40% of the money you made that year. That's fucking insane. That's That's insane. And on top of that, you're already taxed on the everyday things that we don't think about. Gas, food. I mean, well, food technically isn't supposed to be taxed. Certain types of food, processed foods and stuff like that are. But, um, you know, you're taxed on every other transaction you make throughout your entire life. And, And then depending on what state you're at, you're getting state taxes too. It's absolutely insane the amount of money they are talking about stealing from your pockets to pay for their boondoggles yeah. that we cannot confirm that they have any actual actual tangible results at the end. Where you at, little kitty? She's back in, in the backpack somewhere. <laughs> Said that America can't handle the world's problems all alone. They have to start getting assistance from people around the globe and then talk about different ways that America is going to address the world's problems. Uh-huh. Um they yeah, want to become we the world police. They want to become an arsenal for the vaccine, as we are an arsenal for democracy around the world. Did we not just say that we cannot handle the world's problems all on our own? That we are an are uh, the arsenal for democracy that we have become. Right? <laughs> Didn't we just talk about ending the forever wars, the involvement of all these other countries, and all this shit? Because that's what it looks like when we're the arsenal for democracy. We are an arsenal. We are a bunch of motherfuckers with guns. Yes, we an are arsenal. That's it. So I don't... Democracy or else. <laughs> Talked about climate change is a global issue. This this I actually appreciate. Yeah. Right? That for... It's very rarely acknowledged that yeah. America is not the whole world problem for climate change. And that solving... 15%? Yeah. And that solving our problems will not solve the world's problems yep. with, with climate change. I that was I very surprised to hear that. Very surprised. I was like, wow. Even if we did everything perfect... Today, we're still only 15%. Yes. Yes. Um, he also then talked about, again, he talked about like how long he's spoken to Xi Jinping, how much time he's spoken with Xi Jinping, which I just think is very odd. Yeah, remember when we villainized Trump for, on that. for being buddies with, with Xi Jinping? With Putin, too, how much time yep. he talked to Putin. All the did these oh, things, yeah. right? Um, oh, that was one of the, the big flubs that he had. Yes, and this is when... Joe Biden said that he told Xi Jinping that he was going to defend America's interests um, on all platforms and that we wanted or across the board and that we welcomed competition, but we didn't want conflict. And um, especially with IP theft and yeah. unfair trade practices, these are things that we're not going to stand for. Um, yeah, the, the Chinese uh, Teslas are not doing so hot. Yeah. And then this is when... I have the first 45, 50. Oh, you got, you got timestamps. Yes. Uh, yes, because this is when he started talking about America, like, standing up for human rights abuses. <laughs> you know? And so that's, yes. so that's what this is. And we're actually going to have our timer reset here in just a minute. So before it does, Word. I want to remind everybody that we talk about these things all the time. Colin has a whole list of tweets here because he live-tweeted the presidential address, the State of the Union. So we talk about these things all the time on our, on our personal social media. You can find us. I'm at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at Alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. Colin is a big bird off you on both of those things. You can find all of this on our website at saltofthestreets.com where you can also find our YouTube link. Obviously, you're watching us on YouTube. YouTube at Salt of the Streets. We have our Instagram at Salt of the Streets and our Facebook, fuck Facebook at Salt of the Streets. If you're watching this video on YouTube right now, leave us a comment and a like. Tell your friends about it so they can help find it. If you're listening to us in a podcast form, 
leave us a rating and a review so that, that also helps people find it if you send me a screenshot of the review i will send you a t-shirt if you can tell me what the closing line of this of this episode is from i will send you a signed t-shirt it'll be fantastic if you're in the kitsap county area get your haircut at swell blended just go to swellblended.com and if you skate go to the location skate shop in downtown Burlington, right next to the roxy it is a beautiful time now this is a piece from Joe Biden talking about defending American values um, with China. Okay, so we talked about how two months ago, Joe Biden, thank you very much, said, referred to the concentration camps in China as a cultural difference. And now he's talking about how no American president, no responsible American president could remain silent while human rights abuses are so blatantly, you know, that's insanity. (laughs) That's, that is insanity. Definition of are allowing American companies to make films in the very districts that people are being hemmed up for for Joe Biden to talk about, you know, no, well, president could not stand by and do this. You're fucking lying. You're, You're doing it right now. You are doing it right now. What are we doing in China? Are you holding them accountable for human rights abuses? We're not even holding ourselves accountable for human rights abuses. They're stealing the people's border. organs. They're stealing people's yep. organs. They're stealing their hair. They're killing people. Are we doing anything about that? You know what I would like to see? Sanctions on U.S. companies that do businesses with China. But we can't leave Afghanistan because women's rights. Because of human <laughs> rights. Because of women's rights. God damn it, we can't leave Afghanistan. What about the women? <laughs> what about the women? What about the forced sterilization of weaker Muslims in China because uh, America won't say anything? Because no one will fucking say anything because everybody buys shit from China. It's crazy. The idea now that like, well, no one could stand by. You're doing it. You're actively mm-hmm. doing it right now. Because we've allowed our, our entire economy to be totally reliant on China yes. and their production of goods immediately and services. A, immediately after this. They didn't talk about how important it is to leave Afghanistan. Yes. <laughs> he then said without saying that mission, like, the mi- mission is accomplished. Yes. We, we've done everything that we can there. We yep. went there to deal with terrorism, and we did it. She's cruising. She's around. working her way around. Yeah. She's no, exploring and yeah. seeing things. Having a good time. She keeps attacking my foot every now and again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's around here somewhere. Yeah. She's cat. She's fine. Awesome. Thank you, love. Um, bought a, bought a, uh, and then talked about, right, how... Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say we bought a litter box. She yes. did today. But it's too big for her to get into right now. See if I can push her into it. So this. we got a... She went through the garage and found a really old uh, dog dish that's really big. Nice. And it's perfect for Good like a little litter box. kitty litter box. There you go. Love it. <coughs> um, you just set it down. I was going to say, yeah, anywhere over here is probably. She's around here somewhere. Yeah. She's cruising. She wants to call and left. Yeah. Oh, she's hanging out back there because Chloe's like oh. zoned in on her. She's like, what is that? 
Um, Don't worry, babe. She's fine. So Joe Biden then detailed how you know, we went there to find the Taliban and to hunt down terrorists. And then it, it metastasized and it turned into ISIS. And now ISIS is, is all over the globe. Mm-hmm. But we, but we can't let, you know, we're not going to let terrorism rest. I can't remember exactly what he said, but talk about how you know, they're not going to let that mm-hmm. just go away. Yeah. So are you saying we're going to leave Afghanistan so that we can increase our military presence in Africa, in North Africa? He's talking about Somalia, like all these different countries. So you're, are we going to, yep. we're going to go there instead? Is that what you're saying? It, the implication I got too was that, you know, as, you know, he said we wouldn't, we'd be leaving, but like. There's, I don't, and I should have written down exactly what he said, but there was some verbiage in there that made it sound like special operators and contractors are still going to be yes. on the ground. Yes. And I was like, that, it d- so basically nothing's going to change? Yeah. Is that what you're telling me? I feel like I don't, I don't understand what, I mean, we all kind of knew if, well, I wouldn't say we knew, but if I was to place a bet, and I think we talked about it on the last episode, of whether or not we will actually be leaving <laughs> Afghanistan and during that time period, I was going to say, no, something is going to happen. And yeah. we will, Joe Biden is, there's no way he's going to allow us to military with militarily withdraw from Afghanistan in the Middle East. No period. Buddy Dakota, shout out Dakota. Right. I don't know where he's being stationed at or where he's being sent to. I would assume probably Iraq at some point. Um, Cause I mean, May 1st is right around the corner. That's, that w- was it May 1st or May 5th? I think it was May... Think early it was May. May 1st. The Trump agreement was yeah. May 1st, I so think. The treaty is still in effect. And we are, per Joe Biden's orders, we are going to break the treaty. 100%. Whether or not it was feasible to actually leave May, that's a totally different conversation. But something <clears> is going to happen. And you are kidding yourself if you think boots are not going to be on the ground. Yeah. And that's the implication I got from that is, oh, we're just not going to really change anything. We might change the dynamic of how we present what is actually happening there, but yeah. that's that's it. Yeah, so I would be – I am hard-pressed to believe that we won't be in active military conflicts in those other areas, yeah. even if it's just, like you said, there's no way operators, special forces, whatever mm-hmm. it is. I so, mean, the minute we pull out, Russia's going to move in, and that's – and there's no way they can allow oh, that to happen. No. There's no way um, they allow that to happen. After that, they said they wanted to pass police reform, which we already talked about. Yep. They have been saying this for weeks. They're like, oh, yeah, we'd yep. love to. We'd love to. You know, yeah, even though Kamala totally Harris is the one that made sure that Tim Scott wasn't able to get his yep. plan to the floor to even be debated. Yes. So that's pretty interesting. And yep. then he said, oh, I understand you guys have you know, different ideas. I'm open. I want to hear everything that everybody has to say. Let's argue about it. Yeah. Let's no, absolutely. It. Yeah, that, that would be nice. Um, they said they want to pass the Equality Act. We talked about the Equality Act yep. a little bit. Um, they said the gun violence is an epidemic. They said that the assault weapons ban worked, which it did. And there was actually he. The funniest thing is he yeah. referred to this government study that the they report. did that read said that it didn't work. Yes. And he's like, "It's read the report. It said that it worked. Actually, it didn't. It said at the end they found no noticeable difference in gun violence because of the assault weapons ban." Yep. So that's pretty interesting. A government-funded report. Yes. Right. So there's that. He um, brought up the 100-round magazine. Why would anybody need a 100-round magazine? And they they zoom right in on loan. Lauren Bobert, is that her name? Lauren Bobert, the freshman congressman who got all, you know, she said she was going to carry inside the Capitol. They went right on her and she's just shaking her head like, no, man, don't do this. Um, He also said ghost guns show up at crime scenes and can't be traced. Except they don't because Jen said he didn't even have 
numbers to talk about the amount of ghost guns. There's one study, and Stephen Crowder has talked about this too. One study that was actually a report of a reporter asking an ATF agent about the amount of guns that are they found that like they can't trace. Mm-hmm. So not ghost guns, untraceable guns, which yep. also is unserialized guns, guns where the serial number isn't registered, so stolen guns, any of these, yep. these stolen guns that can't be tracked to the right person, those are all guns that cannot be traced. Yep. Not just ghost guns, right? Yeah, I would highly they doubt. They continue. The idea, again, <laughs> the idea that somebody who wants to commit a crime is taking the time. They're like, we've done it as little as 30 minutes. It's not going to work. Nope. It's not. It's, it's, guns are Joe Biden very, anything about technology. very particular. Yes. Very finicky. You can have too much buildup in something and make it not work. If you nope. do not have it drilled out the right way, it won't fucking work. There are whole Facebook pages of people who can't get their G80s to work. They're like, they're 80% guns. Whole fucking Facebook pages of people who can't get them to work because they're regular everyday dudes who just aren't fucking doing it right. Yep. So the idea that some random fucking guy who wants to commit a crime is going to invest the money and time because it doesn't cost that much less than a real gun. No. You know, like, they don't, like a proper already finished gun. And yeah. most it's like possibly cost you more. It's you know? way more difficult. It's way more. It's going to be way more expensive to make the initial investment in the 3D printing, the the CAD files, well, and the even material to even use. Even if it. you're just talking about a polymer 80 kit, one that you yeah. can buy, the P80 kits only come with. Now we're definitely not on YouTube anymore. <laughs> no. The P80 kits only come with this bottom part here. <laughs> And the internals. Yeah. And so, like, some of it's unfinished. You have to knock some of the plastic out. And then they have the internals. But you still need all of this up here. Yep. There's still three other pieces that are going to go into this that you have to have to make the gun work. They and, will not work without these things. And in a pistol, is that the only portion that is I believe serialized? There's the number here. And then there's also this one inside. Mm. And so, it's... In a finished pistol, but these are different numbers. So, yeah, that makes sense too because oh, you can have different. Oh, the serial number is on this little bottom. On the plate, inside on the of the barrel. Side, and then there's. That's not even the barrel, the, actually. No, the inside of the slide yeah. right there. And then there's a little metal plate that's hidden by this light, so you can't see it right now. In there, you can see where it would there. be. That, yeah, that's right the metal there. plate that you can see the indentation of the numbers in the right light, but it's covered up by the light that I have here. But yeah, so the P80 kits even are just this. Like, so even after you have this, you still have to go and buy a barrel. you got to buy a slide. You have to buy a spring. Like, they don't come generally as the entire thing. And if they do, it's $600. Oh, yeah. Like, the, because you, the whole thing costs that much money. So even that one, right? The one they're talking about, that's $150, only is this here. It's yeah. the bottom part that has no the internals to make this. No! Not yeah. even a trigger assembly, <laughs> just the internals. And so it's these super kits, dangerous. This is what you can buy at a store. That's what you can buy at a gun store. So all this stuff about you can go into a store and buy one and have one in thirty minutes, only if you already invested the money and the time to have this sent to your house, this sent to your house, and this sent to your house, plus <laughs> the trigger assembly. Yep. That's the only way that you can go to the store, pick one of these up, and have a gun in thirty minutes. That's the mm. only way. That's it. I really like this concept. That's the only way that it can be done. I was slightly unfamiliar with this whole P80 kit. And so, again, slides for a Glock is like 200 bucks. Yeah. Right? You're talking about $200. Yeah. 
least $100 for a barrel, at least for like a cheap ass barrel. So even if you're going the most budget as possible because your only intent is to commit a crime afterwards, yep. you're still talking about that's $150, this is $200, barrel's $100, $300, $450 for a crime that they're not going to trace you on, that you're going to commit a crime <laughs> anyway. You can buy a high point for $300. That is totally nonsensical. What are we talking about? Yep. What are we talking about? We're having a conversation based in no fact at all. No. That's exactly what that is. Man, I'm really liking these Pieta kits, by Fuck the way. Yeah. Oh, buddy. Because that, like, to me, that is a that is a way for a law-abiding citizen to slowly build out a gun so that he doesn't have to, you know, you could spend the the hundred fifty to two hundred dollars per month as you get paid yes. and slowly build it up and it's a way to afford a pistol that you may not be able to go pay six hundred dollars up front up for yeah because a glock because these are all these ones that colin has shown they're glock clones like that's what they're mm -hmm. called they're often called g80s because they look like glocks they're glock oh, clones yeah. g80 p80 yeah. if you buy if you try and buy a holster for it you're going to buy a holster for a g80 yeah that's what you're buying it for because when you buy it a holster or a kydex holster they're going to be um model specific you know mm -hmm. and so yeah so you're going to be looking for a holster for a g80 and because that's that's yeah. what it is. it's a glock a polymer 80 glock god that is sexy with the chassis on there yeah it's fucking Ooh. beautiful i'm gonna have to show that to the people because that yes. is oh yeah with the chassis hot dog yeah so you like you're even buying it for a g80 so mm. it's, it's nonsense like that is that's a lie yep. you know not that it's not that it couldn't be done but the idea that somebody is doing that simply to commit a crime with that firearm, I'm sure that it's happened, but it's got to be extremely rare. Yeah. It's counter to the idea of, of just trying to commit a crime. Like, going through all of that, the amount of time. These, you can't, yeah, because crimes are even generally if you're, of opportunity. And, and even and if you're buying this stuff in a store, you, like, it's going to cost you more than I just laid out to buy all those pieces in a store. If you're going to buy the P80 kit in the store, and then you're going to buy all the barrel and all the shit in a store, it's going to cost more than what I just laid out online. So you're talking about way more than what you're going to buy for, or way more than you're going to pay for a regular Glock. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. It's more it's, of a hobby thing. Right. That's what I'm saying. 100%. Like, you know, it doesn't like, make any sense. I had a conversation with a guy I today statistics on it. about, um, I went to a job site, and this guy was, um, it was early in the morning, he was just kind of getting there and stuff like that, and he pulled out his little gas-powered, uh, uh, RC car, little yeah. off-road thing, and he's like whipping it around. This thing hauls ass, and yes. it was so cool. It was like jumping off little things, this, that, and the other thing. And he was like, "Yeah, man, but it's so expensive." She's getting quick up here. She is. She's she's learning. She's a cat. She's learning quick. Oh gosh, Chloe. Oh, go on, gosh. mama. <laughs> All right, kiddo, come on, turn around, go back, <laughs> release the hounds. But it's it's like like all hobbies, they you'll Chloe. spend more. To, to have fun with the hobby, to build up the gun, to build up the RC car, to what whatever it is you're doing, you know, um, you know, I got into the the, the diorama thing for yes. a while, and I just got paid, so I'm gonna go out and buy the rest of the materials I need to kind of finish those things. Yeah. But like that stuff, it it's hobbies cost money, and when you're talking about a quote unquote ghost gun, most of the time you're talking about is a hobby build. Yeah. Which is going to cost you more in the long run, and somebody that wants to go out and commit a crime is not going to spend the time and the dollars to do that. No, oh, it's... How many mass shootings, out of all the ones that have happened this year, how many of them are, have been committed by ghost guns? Not one. Not one. How many of them are committed with 100-round magazines? Not one. Not one. 
What the hell are we talking about? No. It, it's totally nonsensical. And the only practical purpose, there are very few practical purposes for mm-hmm. a 100-round magazine, which doesn't mean yeah. people shouldn't have them, but most people have them for fun. Like yeah. Most people have them because you want to mag dump 100 rounds because when things aren't crazy, ammo is relatively cheap, so to mag yeah. dump 100 rounds is not like... And it's fun. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun because you're going to take it to the range and you're going to have a good time. Yeah, there are other life and liberty reasons that someone will want to have like a 100-round drum mag for the same reason that someone want to have a fucking auto seer. You know, yeah. it's the same. The same reason those... anyone would probably want to purchase a firearm at all. Yeah, so right. and it's, it's the same thing for like a machine gun, right? There, are, in, mm-hmm. in the military, there are very limited practical applications for a machine gun. Yeah. You know, that's very why limited. most people don't carry them. Yep. The, the rifles they carry have the capability for full auto, but even then, most people don't use full auto no. on their M16s. Like that's it's not a waste on their M4s. And it's not as accurate, you know what I'm yeah. saying? You're, it's not as effective. Yep. So, the, 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 the only round, the only accurate round fired from an AK-47 is the first one. That's, <laughs> and that's an old the, the point in, I've never been in the military, so take that for what it is. But the point generally of a machine in the military is for fire suppression. Like, yes. it's for cover. Like, that's, that's why you have that, is to yep. just unload rounds so the people don't want to lift their head up and try and shoot. Yep. To help people move, to help get cover. Like, that's what the point of that weapon is, you yes, know? It is. That would be the same practical application for a 100-round drum bag, you know? So most people have them for fun because the idea or the circumstance that would warrant one mm-hmm. is extremely limited, yeah. you know? So the idea that someone shouldn't, have, shouldn't be able to have something because you don't like that they're using it for fun is stupid. Yeah. That's, that's, it's stupid. And it goes back to that liberty conversation we've been talking about. Stay out of people's business. Yeah. If it ain't yours, stay out of it. There was one point and it was relatively early on because it's pretty early in my so live tweets um it was after the uh by american it's been the law since the 30s yeah you know which what he's talking about there being in law is the government buying things and so like when you're in the military and you want to buy things you've got to buy american it's literally the law yes there's, there's there's basically the government equivalent of an amazon.com where you can go on and order things from a number of purveyors and all this it's except it's done like a government Amazon. It's there a terrible, clunky piece of crap. There is a movie called War Dogs. Yes. That's centered a lar- largely around that database that you can it's list. So defense contractors can list goods and services that mm-hmm. they have. And that's just for defense stuff. There's this for everything the government yep. would need to buy. But specifically for defense, there's, yeah, one Go portal. That, government Service Agency, I believe. Yeah, and so there's one portal that they go to where all of the defense contractors list their contracts, <laughs> their bids, their equipment, their anything they have, mm-hmm. and the government goes and buys it off of there. And that's it. Or list things, or list things that they need, yes. contracts available, and then the contractors go and pick up those contracts or yep. bid on the contracts. Yep. It works in, in all directions. There was a point, and I'm curious if you remember this off the top of your head, when you were watching it, was there a point that you remember somebody's cell phone ringing? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I wrote that in there, and I was like, whose phone is ringing yeah, during the State of the funny. Union? Because everyone is kind of looking around like, oh, God. And it um, was one of those, like, default ringtones. Yeah. And, of course, everybody in that, you know, in there is, like, a thousand years old. So it's that full blast. Yeah. And you can hear it going. After oh. that is when Joe Biden said that no men, no member of the Constitution is absolute. We already talked about that, so I'm not nope. getting into it. We talked about it in the beginning. Um, he said, from the beginning, you couldn't have whatever weapons you want. It's wrong. Lies. Completely wrong. They then talked about high-tech border security and investing in the root cause of immigration. Again, oh. something else that we need to remember. We're talking about all the money that we spend in all these mm-hmm. other countries and how much money in the CARES package went to all these other countries and all this stuff. That's exactly what we're talking about. Yep. 
we're talking about and we also talked about this like two weeks ago the last time we were here yep. and already getting other countries from the southern triangle the northern triangle countries to do border security for us on the way to the border so we yeah. don't have to do it you guys have borders please enforce them yes that's basically so, what's going on yeah so we are talking about more money being invested in other countries yep. um Pathways to to citizenship for DACA and the TPS against not something that I'm against. Um, that's a hard yes to me. It's about e goddamn time. certainly passing HR one. That's something that I want to talk about yeah. after this. HR one is a very it's a, just a big voting rights bill. That's what I um, tweeted. Voting law is a state issue. Period. He said that we need to prove that democracy works. This is something that's true. We are living in a time, and he addressed this in which. Autocrats do not think that democracy works anymore. Yeah. Countries like China are looking at us and seeing you can't get shit done because it takes you too long. Yeah. It's too hard for you to get anything done. We are telling people what to do. We're getting shit done. Yep. We're making money. We're making moves. We're spreading around the globe. We're the new American empire. We are China. I would phrase it slightly different. I would say in their view, like in Putin's view and in Xi Jinping's view, you cannot control your people effectively yeah and that's what an autocracy is focused on is is population control maintaining control yeah. over the population and by fundamental principles the government does not control the people of the united states right and so it that's to me that's the way i would i would look at it from that from that point of view but Definitely, it does take us a long time to do anything. Yes. And most of what we get done doesn't actually accomplish anything except for spend more money. <laughs> and then we have this. This is the last thing that I have written down here that we should all just take a moment. Yes. And I'll even, there we go, full screen so everyone full can screen. see we'll it. Go, we'll go I'll big blow up. Words as straight as it sounds. We the people. Well, it's time to remember that we the people are the government. You and I. Not some force in a distant capital. Not some powerful force that we have no control over. It's us. It's we the people. Okay, where are those pocket constitutions that we have? Right underneath your colored pencils. Perfect. Okay, so we the people. Yeah, we'll just go ahead and read. Let's clarify. This is the, our version of the, the ramen guy. <laughs> the Constitution of the United States, 37. Yep. It's amazing how long the introduction is. We need to strip that out of that. That's some publisher's idea of how to fatten this up a little bit. See, we the people of the United States, we the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, do ordain and establish this constitution for the United States of America. I don't know anywhere in there that it sounds like the government is the people. Yep. It sounds like the people are establishing a government to help ensure they can protect and defend their rights yep. is what that sounds like. It's exactly what it sounds like because the that's exactly what it says. Is not the people. Nope. We the people is not the government. We the people is exact is in fact the exact opposite of the government yes we the people is that that's it that's they are the exact opposite of the government the government is not the people they are the state that's what they are 
this is this is uh, it's it's dark it is another attempt to manipulate and distort your understanding of the founding of your true liberties and the limitations of the government when the government is able to convince you that they are you your rights no longer exist and their ability or their inability to infringe on those rights no longer exists because they are the people. We are the people. We are with you. We are all together. We are one. We are the state. Stalinism. This is not something that I want to see from the president. No. I don't care if it's him, Donald Trump, Barack Obama, fucking FDR. I don't care if JFK comes back from the goddamn dead and says, we the people is the government. Something he would mm. never say. Nope. That is, in a, in a time in which people like Colin and I are actively fighting against Marxism, socialism, and communism, and the spread of those things in this country, that is the last thing that I want to hear from the elected leader of this country, yeah. the greatest country and freest country to ever exist on the planet. The President of the United States has a fundamental misunderstanding or purposeful misinterpretation of what the entire foundation of the of the United States of America is supposed to be and I don't I don't know what to do with that it's terrifying to me the are the leader of the free world is advocating for state control of the entirety of the nation I don't I don't it's a, it's, a, it's a fundamental lie and I, I, I don't know how this how this I mean an impeachable offense how is this not an impeachable offense the, the leader of the free world the president of the United States doesn't know what the United States is supposed to be he has a he, he doesn't understand that i i'm speechless it's i want to be i, I want to be angry but i'm more i don't know and i, I think know. the darkest thing about I hate it, it is I that it, it seems so innocuous at the time like yeah. it was just like a thing that he said that was yep. meant to like cap off the speech of like oh yeah we the we the people is the government like that's not that doesn't instill hope in me that no. instills a deep fear mm -hmm. a deep mistrust of where you intend to take this country yep. that's very concerning to me yep i don't like it i don't like it oh yeah I was she like, found all of her toys here she got a cool little scratching kitty condo thing and she is in love with it i'm gonna go pee real quick because <sighs> i think that's that's the last thing that i wrote down about this do you want to introduce uh because arizona was the one topic the listener request yep topic. so let's hit arizona and then okay. we can talk about D.C. statehood and court packing, <laughs> kind of. I can, I'm able to tie them in together in a way that I think that you'll really appreciate. So, and You know, I kind of trusted that we could do that. Yeah. So, Introduce Arizona and Arizona. If we all recall, the 2020 presidential election had a few hiccups, maybe. There was, some, some, there was a lot of pushback against the results. There was a lot of muddying of the waters. And a lot of that seemed to be focused around President Trump and his incessant insistence that the 
the election was stolen from him, right? And I think we, we've all kind of understood that that is nonsensical. We've put it to bed. If, if you hold the belief that this was the cleanest, most secure election that we've ever had, I mean, you're kidding yourself because none of our elections are that crystal clear. And, but that it comes with the territory of being a population of over 300 million. And I don't believe for a second that, you know, we understand that we've talked about the time article and the fortification that took place of the election to ensure that the proper people won. And there's nothing inherently, I don't want to say wrong with that, but I mean, I guess that's a fundamental belief or not, but they didn't do anything inherently illegal. It was all above board. You know, it was just a group, a cabal of people in the, in using the times phrase, um, got together and, and sought fit to find legal ways at which to push for their guy and blah, 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 and all this good stuff. And it's either, it's kind of neither here or there, but ultimately one of the, one of the states with the biggest pushback would have been the state houses in Arizona. And it got really weird as soon as the recount started and this, that, and the other thing we had, trying to remember back around the, the time of the election during the vote counts, there were some really off the wall things that came out of the Arizona state houses. Oh, look at the cat. She's just like walking on the wire, just hanging. Oh, little meow. Little meow. <laughs> I'm scared. And so it didn't surprise me when, because we had received this listener request from Dude's Donuts. Shout out again to Dude's Donuts um, about the this crazy recount going on in Arizona, right? They had hired a private company, Cyber Ninjas. Cyber Ninjas. So... Who I looked this up last night, not uh -huh. to interrupt, but I looked this up last night because Jordan was like, "Well, I wonder who their funder is." <laughs> they have one funder, okay, and George Soros. No, definitely no. not. <laughs> and uh, no, one funding source, mm -hmm. and it's some fucking company. So it's yeah. a bunch of people funneling money into a company that's yeah. then oh. <laughs> Cat just spilled over all these. Luckily, all those transfer papers are unusable. They're like they're supposed to be a light transfer. I've tried. I've ruined three or four different shirts because I've printed things out on them, and you iron them on, you follow their instructions, and then the fucker doesn't come off. It's jacked up. So they're garbage. Um, but anyways, Arizona's decided to go ahead and do another recount. Yeah, which is very interesting. So they they hired this private company, Cyber Senate, Ninjas. The Senate hired the. The Senate did hired Cyber Ninjas. And let's just say it's been it's been weird. Because they've, they've had some requests for privacy while they do these things, and that has been overturned by the courts, if I am to understand that correctly, yes. to make sure that... And I went on and I watched some of the live streams of of the um, the counting and stuff like that. So you can actually sit there and watch. There's there a are lady, nine cameras. There's a lady on YouTube that had this channel where she was running these things. OAN is doing it now. OAN They're is. also doing it, and uh, they're also like raising fundraising for them, I believe. I don't know. I don't know if they have a constant one, but I'm just pulling up Arizona recount. But they have a specific, they have a specific timetable they have to meet um, because they have to be out of this facility that they're in. It's it's a it's a stadium it's in a Arizona. Stadium in Phoenix, yeah. 
and they have to be out because there's a graduation ceremony that happens in two weeks. Ceremonies. Like, yeah, and so the way so that weird. It, the way that it's set up now, this recount is being done. It's a hand ballot recount of two point right? one million votes, I believe, is yeah. the number. So there's four different color groups here. Do you want to even just pull up that just so people can see it? There are four different color groups. Green, yeah, red, one of the yellow, colors. and pink, I think. And there are circle tables on the interior and square tables on the exterior. The tables, the circle tables have three screens at them. And there's three people sitting at each table. One single ballot comes from the square table to the round table in between these three people who are all wearing a shirt that corresponds with the area that they're supposed to be in. And so if you're in the green area, everyone's wearing a green shirt. Yes. Yeah. This is the Arizona Central article. Yes. And so a a single ballot comes from the square area into the round area. (laughs) And when it's when it's on the round table, it sits on a lazy Susan type deal in between the three people sitting at the table who all have a vertically tilted TV screen in front of them in which the bill is exposed to them on paper. They then see a digital copy of the bill on their TV screen. They make three check marks. One to ensure the name is correct. One to ensure the Senate vote is correct. And one to ensure the presidential vote is correct. It is then turned to the second person at the table who does the exact same thing. It is then turned to the third person at the table who does the exact same thing. It is then taken every... <laughs> swear to God. Every 100 ballots. And I'm not... It may sound like I'm making fun of it. I'm not. I'm really just detailing the process. It is then, after every 100 ballots, that batch is taken to another person who it's run through a computer. No, it's done, it's all done by hand. So then someone verifies that all of the tally marks match and that at least some percent of them, two of them match, and some percent of them, three of them match, and then it can be verified and moved on. It's so This is what is crazy. happening. Okay. It's also important to note. This will not affect Joe Biden's already president, so it's yes. not changing that. <laughs> Even then, there aren't enough votes in Arizona to do that. However, nope. the point of this seems to be, and I'm it's not a it's a policy thing. It's mm. all to different of how you feel. I'm not saying anything one way or the other. Seems to be that the point of this is that if you can show that there was enough craziness or fuckery or fraud in the Arizona election, that you could then uh extrapolate that the same amount of fuckery or fraud or whatever happened in all the other states because you know similar systems and stuff like that Mm -hmm. i'm not saying one way or the other we talked about when the election happened there was a lot of weird shit that happened during the election i think that we came to the conclusion that it doesn't seem like there was enough that would have changed the outcome of the election however that does not change that there was a lot of fuckery and weirdness and bad shit that happened during the election while you were gone i brought up the the reminder of the the cabal to fortify the election. Yes. Broadcast in the a lot of really weird shit that happens. So the implications this has for Arizona are fairly limited. The implications it has for potentially the rest of the country are fairly high. Potentially. Mm -hmm. Um, This is the third recount. I believe they first hand recount, but the third recount in total and the first two recounts did not seem to indicate uh, what do they? What do they say? A massive voter fraud. Yeah, something, something to that effect. Massive amounts of voter fraud, or something like that. I don't think anybody has argued that. Like that's been, mm-hmm. that's been the word salad that they've used this entire time. Is like there is no significant amount of voter fraud across the country. It's like, well, yeah. that's not, 
Someone what anyone is saying. Like, even the craziest of people have not been arguing yeah. that. That's not... The argument is that if you can prove enough fuckery one place, then there's a lot of fuckery other places, and we may not be able to trust the system, and the integrity of it is probably not as high as it should be. Yeah, and, I don't think that's an unfounded statement. No, and, and looking at the overall chaos that took place, mind you, there was a lot of external factors that contributed to the chaos, yes. namely COVID and the, all the states passing like emergency legislations to change yes. how voting was done in their states at the time. But ultimately, I think adding another vote audit really could only serve to help refine potential voting law changes in the future, to find areas where there might have been problems so that you can adjust them before yeah. the next election, which TikTok, TikTok is happening very, very soon. TikTok, TikTok, what's that you say? Yeah. Yeah. Just want to remind so everybody good at that. <laughs> just want to remind everybody that we talk about these things consistently on our social media. You can find me at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at Alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. Colin is a Bibrofi on both those things. Um, we have our Salt of the Streets Instagram at Salt of the Streets. We have our YouTube at Salt of the Streets where you're watching us right now. And we have our Facebook, fuck Facebook at Salt of the Streets. Yeah. Find all this on saltofthestreets.com. If you are watching us on YouTube, Go ahead and give us a like, leave us a comment, and share us with your friends so they know what's happening here. They can also find this information. If you're listening to this in a podcast form, leave us a rating and a review. If you screenshot the review and send it to me, I will send you a free T-shirt. If you can tell me where the closing line of this show comes from, I will send you a signed T-shirt at no cost to you. Even the kids at Barry need a haircut. Go and sec- check out Sext. <laughs> don't sext him. Don't. He has a girlfriend. Don't do that. Send a message to Wilbur Get your haircut, swellblender.com. If you need a skateboard, go to Location Skate Shop in town to purchase right next to the Roxy. That's swellblended, S-W-E-L-L, blended? Yep, okay. B-L-E-N-D-E-D.com, swellblended.com. And he just revitalized everything, so his website, even better than it was before, it's cleaner. It's really easy to set up an appointment. You can pick the date, time. He even displays the time still available, everything. It's, yeah, no, it's a great, it's a great website. Look at that. We showcased it last week. We'll do it again because yeah. it's so good. Yeah, just go down to the bottom. Boom. Boom. Book, Book now. now. There's right your there. appointments. You pick if you want oh, a basic haircut or if you want that fucking legit shit. So, yeah, so he'll give Custom you list everything that's included, the amount of time that it will take, the price, everything. Yeah, no, it's all there. It's $45. A, an hour and a half gets you a detailed consultation, a shampoo, advanced shear work, clipping work, a.k.a. fading, Lineup, straight razor work, choice of facial hair service, eyebrow service, hot towel and a shave, educational style session with product. That is a fucking deal if I ever heard one. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, you guys have seen me. I've been getting my haircut with him for like a year now. Oh, yeah. It's been every, I literally haven't walked out and been like, oh, I wish it was like this. No. I have seen him pick individual hairs out and trim them. I have had trouble doing my own hair the first time afterwards. Like that's part of why I got the hard part cut in there, is because it's easier for me to do my hair because get some unruly action going well, on in there. And it's like the he does such a good job at parting it that like individual hairs will flop to the other side. Be- yes, I'm telling you. I, so yeah, I need to get on this. It was easier good. to just get a hard part because his line is so perfect. It's difficult for me to recreate yeah. if I don't have a hard part. Yeah, and that's because he. He's so good at what he does, the, the art form, yeah. that he will he will style yes. your hair to the the way your hair is like 
it, it grows. Yes. I, I am so excited about this. I'm about to get on this bandwagon because I feel bad that I haven't been doing it. I've been real bad about haircuts recently. And yeah, I you am, go, you wait a super long time, and yeah. then you finally go because you're like, okay, I have to get a haircut now. Go. Yeah, <laughs> wife's gonna divorce me if I don't get my yeah, haircut no, now. <laughs> I've, been, I've been doing it for long enough that I just know I'm like, okay, in like two weeks, I'm gonna need a haircut, so I just hit it up and. So hit up Paul. He swellblended.com. Yeah, and he has hoodies on the way. He had hoodies like last week, and they sold out in like an hour. Hustle, so. hustle, hustle. This dude is an inspiration. All about it. Yeah, I love it. So, Arizona. Uh, like we said, the implications that it has for the state itself are fairly limited. However, it potentially has implications for other elections around the country. Yep. Definitely something to consider. Especially if HR1 gets passed. Yeah, and I didn't even know this was happening until Dude Donuts hit me up and was like, Arizona audit. I didn't yeah. even know that it was happening. Yep. So, And it was like, he was on the money because yes. I both of us were totally unaware and we yes. were looking at, oh, this is just now popping. Yeah, and you guys know how tapped in we are. So yeah. if we're this tapped in that we didn't know shit. <laughs> no one knows shit. Exactly. So, shout out Dude's Donuts one more time if you're ever in the area of Bremerton or the surrounding area. I think their store is actually in Port Orchard. Now. Port Orchard. Yes. I should probably look at that. I was going to say, yeah, they just opened their storefront. So, Dude's Donuts. We're just shouting out. Yeah, look at them things. Ooh. Facebook, Facebook. There you go. Yeah, it's in Bay Street and Port Orchard. There you go. Hot I dog. knew they just got into a storefront. Yeah, that's a good spot too. Right down there in downtown. Fuck yeah. Yeah. You know what? Let's just let's pull up the images here. Welcome to Dudes Donuts, everybody. Yep, Look at that, these. That guy, what a work of art. Yep. That's him and his wife. Those are the two that run the company and own the company, and then that's their kid. God, look at those things, man. Yeah, his not knowing his name is bothering the shit out of me. It's like such a simple name. You know what? I'm gonna pull up their Facebook. I bet you it's on that. Dude, we could do like a whole show of just straight up yeah. shout outs to local businesses. Yeah, totally. Bakery in Port Orchard. I'll thumb through here, see if I can find his name. I feel bad now because I don't I don't know. Yeah, me too. Good look. Maybe, yeah, look they're making those. shit all the time. They're making look all kinds of that. shit. Yeah. That is so money. Crystal Thompson. Shout out. I want to blow all these people up on Facebook, but yeah. But anyways, um, yeah, Arizona, we'll be watching, because I'm very curious what happens at the end of this thing. Yes. Very, very curious. So now that we know about it, sh thanks to, again, shout out to Dude's Donuts, we'll be watching it like a hawk, because this, like you said, has some possible far-reaching implications, yeah. depending on what they may or may not find. Mm. So, D.C. statehood and... Supreme Court Supreme packing. Court packing. Yes. You said you have a way to tie both of those beautifully together. Yes. And it is eluding you at the moment. No. Okay. <laughs> no, nope, I just get prepped. I had to move one hand from the cat. Kitty no. is getting so this so is sweet. from a video that I actually sent you and Larry. I don't know if you had an opportunity to watch oh, it. Oh no. The one about court packing that I sent you. It is essentially just a big interview, a rant from a guy named Aaron Belkin, and you can Google him. Um, because he's been working oh, on yep. these things for a long time. And I have a series of quotes that I scrawled down as I was listening to him fucking go and go and go and go, right? Political scientist Aaron Belkin. He was talking about, that's him, and he was talking about why it's so important to expand the Supreme Court, right? Uh -huh. He was talking about that, he said the, the court was stolen, right? He started by talking about when the, the court was stolen because 
Neil Gorsuch was put on when they wouldn't allow Merrick Garland, Garland to be interviewed, right? And then that was the head of the DOJ. And then we had an even more troubling person get put on, um, you know, who uh, Kavanaugh, who had all these sexual assault claims. And then we had another uh, concerning person on, Amy Comey Barrett, um, and it would not. So this would not be able to become a liberal court. And then they were talking about it was acting in a very partisan manner. This court is acting in a very partisan manner, right? And then it, it wouldn't allow the next president to solve climate change and solve guns. It wouldn't having mm-hmm. having a court in the way that it's set up now wouldn't allow the president to solve these issues. That's what he said, right? That's why it. this is so important. Like all this is so important. Then talking about how it would allow the Republicans, it was allowing the Republicans to secure minority rule in the united states right really and by not allowing majority rule to take place which which is what we would happen if we had dc come in if we had puerto rico come in if we expanded supreme court and if we passed a very aggressive bill like hr1 an aggressive form of hr1 he said right saying if you do all three of these things you're instantly adding 40 million people to the voter rolls and increasing the amount of senators yes. that would, considering D.C. Yes. and Puerto Rico, would most likely be... Allowed the Republicans to secure the minority rule, and, and the Republicans were now implicated in the erosion of democracy because of it, right? Heaven forbid! Um, it's going to get harder and harder for the Democrats to control the Senate without a th- without this three-phase plan. He, he said that. Sure. It's going to get harder for the sen- for the Democrats to take control of the Senate if this three-phase plan doesn't come through, right? The three-phase plan... Repealing the, repealing the filibuster, Check. which is going to allow them to expand the Supreme Court and then state it for D.C. along with passing H.R. 1, but an aggressive, but aggressive. But aggressive. Right? So in other an, words, take all the power away from the states and strictly federalize elections. Yes, because the Republicans have been able to hinder all of these things with minority rule, effective minority rule, because of these three things that are happening. Right? So, that's why... I, when we talked about H.R. 1, I said, we'll talk about that later, mm-hmm. right? Because Joe Biden said, we have to pass H.R. 1. We need to pass H.R. 1. As I say, she just she dropped, just dropped a bunch of stuff down all there. These papers. There she is. I'm excited about cat yeah, life. We have to pass H.R. 1, yep. right? Now they're talking about expanding the Supreme Court. It's so important to expand the, to, to expand the Supreme Court. I mean, even Jerry Nadler had a better argument when he came out with this bill. Statehood for D.C. It's extremely important because these people are being underrepresented, mm-hmm. being fucked over. D.C., excuse me, it's a higher population than Vermont or, you know, whatever the fuck, like the other state. Mm-hmm. All that said to me is there's way too many goddamn people living in D.C. That's what yep. that says to me. Way too many goddamn people living in the Capitol. If or you don't have a job in the Capitol, D.C. Capitol, is too big. Why are you living there? Amen. Like, why? For what? Well, because there's lots of jobs there. That's what I'm saying. If you don't work Mm -hmm. in the government, why are you living there? Amen. Like, if you don't, it seems like the only people who should be living in Washington, D.C. are people who work in Washington, D.C. And not because you should only live in the town that you work in, but because it's the fucking capital of the United States. Mm -hmm. It's not just a normal town. It's the capital of the United States. So why are you living there if you don't work there? Why does, why is Washington, D.C. not a state? Washington, D.C. is not a state because in the Constitution it says that the capital should be uh, an area of less than 10 square miles. There's like a uh, there's like a couple of different. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of specifics. Yeah, so that it, it should overall. be separate essentially from the United yes. States. It's a so, place where the work is being done. So that way no state government has control over the federal government. And yes. the federal government does not have to operate within 
a state. This was back when states actually meant things. Yes. Right? When, when you were a state. On that note, D.C. statehood is a really bad idea, obviously, because we need Washington, D.C. to m- remain a neutral territory as far as the states go. There right. is and the absolutely – go ahead. And, well, and, the, and the plan, just to add to that, the plan to make D.C. a state is to make the capital effectively the National Mall mm-hmm. and then to form D- the, state the state of Washington – oh, fuck, Douglas – um, fuck. Can't say Columbia. <laughs> no, it's not Columbia. It's um, Commonwealth. Douglas Commonwealth. Washington Douglas Commonwealth. That's what it would be called okay. if it was a state. If D.C. And then gets Washington, a statehood, they got to get out of Washington, all right? <laughs> will be created around the capital. Mm-hmm. The capital will exist. To fucking riddle me this. The capital will exist as an autonomous body within the state that surrounds it. But in that middle part, once you get into the borders, you're not in D.C. anymore. Yep. You're in Washington. But once you get out of that, then you're in Washington, Douglas. Yep. So, logistically, that doesn't make any sense to me. Hard no. I don't want to, because that's not how it works now. No. Nope. You know? I have a proposal. If, because I do believe there is a, there is a problem with the, the size of D.C. now and the fact that, D.C. even used to be across two different states. Yes. Like, it's so much doesn't adhere to a, to a state boundary have, that it used to be across you know let's Maryland pull up and whatever the fuck. Like, Virginia. Yeah, in Virginia. Let's pull up the mappy-poo, and we'll show people what D.C. really looks like, because it is a very strange place. There is Philly. There is Washington. See, there's a, there's a, you can almost kind of see <laughs> Yes, you can see the border of it. From the Potomac. Down and around this area here is Washington, D.C. I wonder if I click if it'll say Washington, D.C. No. Okay. So, there it is. District of Columbia along the Potomac. And then Maryland. And Maryland. And then Virginia. And Virginia down yonder. So, why would it not? Because I believe there is a problem because their argument so many people to making D.C. So many people a state is there are a lot of people there because there's a lot of people crammed into a pack. There's a but, shitload of people there. Right? Because it's it's a city. It is a city. And a proper there city. There are always yeah. going to be restaurants and other goods and services that are sold in and around. People live there. They do business there. And due to the fact that they live in D.C., they do not have federal representation. That is a problem that does need to be addressed, right? Technically, technically, they have a non-voting member of Congress. Yes. And I say that because, like, two years ago, no, before we started the podcast, we're talking about Puerto Rico. Why the fuck do they even have a member of Congress? And I was like, oh, wait, no taxation without representation. Amen. <laughs> That's why. That's Because why. America, bitch. <laughs> because so, yeah. we like to steal your money. So they do have a non-voting member of the House of Representatives, yep. just like Guam, just like Puerto Rico, any of the U.S. territories. Yeah, we, we don't acknowledge as real states, but we'll take your money yeah, anyway. <laughs> exactly. We're still going to steal your money. Why are we not talking about annexing portions of D.C. into the surrounding states? Why? Because there's a political motive behind yes. creating a separate, the smallest state in the Union. Yeah. It would be the absolute smallest state in the Union. They would but have, not the least populous, and that's exactly. what that's what they hang on to. It yes. wouldn't be the least populous because there's so many goddamn people living it's, here. As far as House representation goes, you'd you'd be lucky to get one, one representative to represent you in the House of Congress. But senators, every state gets two. 
So no matter how Regardless big you are, size. no matter how small you are, you get two senators. And what party are those senators going to belong to? Definitely Democrats. Democrats. So hence why they're pushing for it. And that's when people have been asking me about D.C. statehood and core pack, and they've asked me, like, I don't understand why we would be doing this. Like, mm-hmm. what's the benefit to it? And that's the thing is that this these things can only be viewed through political and partisan eyes. Yep. That's the only way that it can be viewed because it only benefits Democrats. Yep. That's the way that it's being put out only benefits Democrats. If there was – and I'm not – I'm not going to qualify it, but I think Virginia's like on the other side of the Potomac too, so it would just be Maryland. That's the main thing I think working. One of the main things working against them is that there yeah. is no bipartisan way to sell this. No, it doesn't benefit the whole country to add more states and representatives to nope. one party. That doesn't benefit the whole country. It doesn't. Nope. Especially a party that is struggling to fight for a majority <laughs> because their messages, their policies, don't sell. To a broad portion of America, interesting. Only to big populous eras, areas like Washington D.C., like uh, I don't know, any Los major Angeles, metro, New York City, Baltimore. Ooh, so Baltimore, tough town. It's the same thing with an expansion of the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. There isn't a bipartisan basis for doing that. And my response to people who are asking about this, I'm like, what do you think about it? Is things done? Through a partisan lens are rarely the right thing to do. Yes. Rarely is it the right thing to do. Sometimes one party is going to get fucked over and that's just how Mm -hmm. this one needs to work out because that's what's best for America. Rarely is that the case. Yes. I can't even think of an immediate thing that's uh, slavery. There was a whole group of people that were like, fuck that. That's a bad idea. You don't get to say in this one. This is the right thing to do. Right. And that's. That's not the last time it happened. That was the yeah. easiest example for me to come up with. And even then, not all Democrats were in favor of slavery at that time. There were still moderate Democrats who were yep. against slavery. It's just that that and there was, was a the... lot of Republicans that were for slavery. Certainly. Certainly. There was, I mean, it was a very, watch Lincoln. I'm going to search that movie as much as possible, but that'll fill you done in. through a partisan lens or for a partisan, on a partisan basis are mm. rarely the right thing to do and when you're looking through these two particular ideologies especially as it's been as you tie it together with hr1 and with all these other things yep. there it's only partisan it's only to benefit the democrats which is yeah. not going to benefit the united states and not because the democrats are terrible but because adding to partisanship yeah, will are. not ben- they are but that's not why i'm saying that because yeah. adding to partisanship will not benefit this country period it will only push yep. us further and further apart yes now on that tact, along with packing the Supreme Court, right? The yes. reason it kind of became a big issue for a minute was because there was an actual proposal for legislation by Jerry Nadler and Hank Johnson of Georgia. Now you're talking about the Supreme Court, right? Yes, the Supreme yes. Court. Because they are both inexplicably tied, like, yes. like you've talked about. But their argument for it, because Aaron... Aaron Belkin. Aaron Belkins is obviously a purely partisan reasoning. A right? thousand percent. It, and it's very, very blatant for everybody to see. But Jerry Nadler and the rest of these people that propose an expansion of it, cha- they align their arguments in a much more sensical way. They say, you know what? How many legislative federal legislative districts do we have? Thirteen of them. Yeah. Why do we only have nine Supreme Court judges? We should have 13. So they get, they get to the same number to fix the, quote-unquote, unbalancing 
of the Supreme Court, which again, if you are talking about the Supreme Court and you are talking about a conservative court and a liberal court, right. you are automatically doing a disservice to the court itself because the court is supposed to be a nonpartisan body, and period. And right. if, you, if you come at the Supreme Court in anything other than, like they said, nine, nine justices, 13 districts. Yeah. Kind of doesn't really make sense because the only time that those, they really like get into those di- different districts is like during election time. They're all responsible for certain districts. Right. You know, and there's so some things, but it is a much more cohesive argument yeah. in that tact. So let me address that real quick because that's that's kind of that's what they're using to yes. try and push this, right? Yes. Is the districts and, and it, that's, it's a political move. Yes, but it it it's shrouded in the it, like in neutrality. And the reason that they're doing that is because in the past, right? This would not be the first time the Supreme mm-hmm. Court has been expanded or contracted. It's happened in the past, and it's generally been tied with the expansions of the circuit systems yes right and there have been other times where it's been expanded uh through like fdr so that he Mm -hmm. could get partisan things done yeah that's why that was done during andrew johnson it was reduced to reduce his ability to get things done right so it's it's only ever been done for for partisan reasons in the past it's only ever been done for partisan reasons you can argue i would like to know when it wasn't but it's incorrect right You, you are I would say objectively wrong yep. if that's what you are to say. It has only ever been done for partisan reasons. Mm-hmm. Now, especially now, this argument doesn't hold water because the Supreme Court is no longer tied with a circuit system that it, like it used yeah. to be. It used to be that like Supreme Court justices sat on certain circuits for different cases. That is no longer the case. Yep. Their circuit system is a completely separate system that's yep. done through the states. Yep. These two things federal judges that sit yes. they have circuit court These judges. These two things are no longer equivalent. Yep. At the time, even during FDR, they still were. Their yep. circuit system was still tied in with the federal Supreme Court system. No longer the case. They're completely separate now. Yep. There is no reason to tie the number of justices is in with the number of circuits. Yep. Especially because we only expanded circuits when we got more, more states. states. And now we're talking about more states, potential expansion of another circuit to yep. 14. But 14 is an even number, so we can't do that. Yep. We might have to do 14 districts, reshape the whole circuit. So we have 15 now. Now we have now we need 15 justices. This is a terrible idea. Slippery slope. Especially if you're not talking about doing it through some type of constitutional amendment, which would tie it to that number. Yep. For at least a certain amount of time until you could get another amendment passed, they want to do it just through a regular bill because they're convinced they could do it. In which case, you are setting the precedent for every president after this who can get enough votes to do the exact same goddamn thing. Yep. When Noah asked me about this earlier this week, because fucking Noah Garjul is one of the people that asked me about this. He's standing in Bennick. Oh, where, where, where? Yeah, he's standing in Bennick. He's talking to Tyler. Talking to these people bullshitting about blah, 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 blah. I put some need for me because I actually want to ask you about something. Let's hear it. Word. What do you got? So I want to ask you what you thought about expanding Supreme Court. It's like, great question. Isn't it awesome Let to me, be that dude? Yes. <laughs> Let me tell you. So I told him the same thing I told you. So I think doing things on a partisan basis is rarely the right thing to do. Yep. You know, rarely is it the right idea. And we're um, like 99.9% of the time is rarely. Yes. <laughs> That's yes. how rare we're talking. And one of the first things I said to him was, I am, I, I'm hesitant to stay surprised, but I'm going to yeah. say that I'm surprised that the Democrats are pushing so hard on something that is likely to blow up in their face mm-hmm. when we saw just during Trump 
something blew up in their face, right? Yep. When Harry Reid, when Obama was in office, they did away Boom. with the filibuster for federal judges, like we just talked about, in yep. these circuit courts, right? Which is another reason they're talking about they would potentially, I foresee, all speculation, <laughs> I would foresee them then trying to redraw the circuits and add more circuit judges. 100%. Just a fucking tinfoil hat thing. I don't know. It's it's crazy that anyone would do that. It's so weird. Probably you, what's going to happen. Because if you set the precedent there, yes. it sets the precedent for further expansion. So, yeah, so I said this. It, it's surprising to me to a certain extent that they would try and do this when they already saw the judge thing blow up in their face. Yep. They had Harry Reid do away with the filibuster for federal judges. During Donald Trump, he would just smash through federal oh, judges. Yeah. I mean, just absolutely jam-pack the courts yep. with his judges because of a decision that the Democrats made when they were in control of the Senate. So stupid. We are now seeing literally the exact same thing begin to happen with a different ideology that, or with a different section of the government that is likely to have an even larger toll on people's everyday lives and in governmental lives yep. than the original one did. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. <laughs> I truly, politically, like at, at my core, I get it. Democrats are stupid, blah, blah, blah. I truly yeah. do not understand why you would try and move forward with something that will blow up in your face just like the federal judges yeah. just did. It's still happening right now because yep. all those judges are still in that fucking seat. Hard, yeah. They're still there. You're bitching about it still. Why? I don't get it. I don't politically. I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense because it, the to do this, you have to be so short sighted, so focused on right now that whatever happened, I don't even care. I don't care. I don't even care. Yeah, which is crazy. Because the logic would have to be you're so sure that if you were able to do this, you would be able to maintain power. Yes. And the 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 winds do not blow that way right now. I mean, I would be very very surprised if the Democrats. Were, maintain control of Congress. 50-50 Senate, my G. Oh, man. 50-50. And what's the split in the House? Oh, it's like fucking nine? slim. Yeah, like it it's, is it's slim. Not much. 227 to fucking yeah. whatever, you know? It is it is slim out here. It, it feels to me like it's, you know, you fool me once, shame on me. Fool yeah. me twice, shame on you. It's like, how many times are we going to do this? Fool me four times. Fool me five times. I'm going to keep doing these short-sighted moves that bite me in the ass three or four years later. Right. I don't understand. What are they thinking? Right. Unless they have this maniacal dream of taking pure control over everything and no Republican will ever have power again. I don't, I don't, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. There's no, there's, it's a total logical fallacy. I don't understand yeah. how this ends with them winning at all. No. And that's, and that's where like my tinfoil hat starts to come yeah. in, you know. Where what are I'm you like, doing? You can't, you can't possibly think that. Yeah. You cannot possibly think that. So what do you have planned for the next four years that that yeah. doesn't matter? Exactly. You know, like that's that's what concerns me. When you I lose the house in 2022, how is this going to work out for yeah, you? This real is, good or real bad? This is one of the first things that I've seen politically that I'm like, I don't. Get it. It doesn't you make know? any sense. I get the immediate implications. Certainly. You yeah. can try and get a bunch of shit rammed through so you can try and make Biden look like the new FDR. I get it. I, I yeah. That I understand. Yeah. But the long term, when you know, you know. It's going like, There's back. no question. There literally isn't a question about it. You yep. know this will negatively affect you. And it might happen a year and a half from now. Yeah. Because you're likely to lose seats in the House and Senate during the midterms. Yep. Because that's just traditionally how it goes. Yeah. I don't get it. It I don't doesn't. understand. So either they don't think they could ever get this done, 
or they have something fucking insane planned for if they do get it done. Mm -hmm. And this goes on the back of, we just mentioned that this, this comes on the back of a commission being put together by the white house to so fucking stupid to look (laughs) at the Supreme court. They say to just see things, different things you can do about it. Uh, Like term limits or, you know, fucking whatever. The, they're creating a, I believe it went through an account, and I think it's 36 members of this commission that are all supposedly bipartisan and blah, 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 oh, blah. Oh, yeah, blah. super it's bipartisan. All, it's always going to be bipartisan because whoever picks it is obviously going to pick a neutral party, right? Yeah. They're not going to pick political allies. To examine this thing and present a report in 180 days, six months, it basically lands in October because this was signed April 9th. And so we'd be looking at about October, early November for this report to come out. And, and I, Joe I'm, Biden I'm said going he, to assume that it's going to come out. Yeah, I, I don't see why it wouldn't. You know, Joe Biden said he's going to wait until this comes out to say what he thinks. Yeah. Jerry Nadler has even said he's going to – or uh, it wasn't Jerry Nadler. It was fucking from New York. What's Chuck Schumer? Chuck Schumer. Said he was going to wait until the report came out to see what he was going to say because mm-hmm. it was Jerry Nadler who is in the House, um, we should say, who put this forward. Yeah. Um, I also want to mention you were talking about the by or the uh, objectivity of the Supreme Court. Yes. That like the whole purpose of the Supreme Court. We've talked about it in the past, lifetime, uh, f- lifetime terms, so that you are separated from politics. You yep. don't have to try and win your job back. You don't have to impress anybody. You don't yep. have to do any of this, right? You're just here to do your job. We have seen the last three judges that are constantly talked about being conservative judges and they're going to end Roe v. Wade and they're going to do all these things, right? We have seen all three of them rule already against traditionally conservative cases that have come up. I, (laughs) when it comes to politics, I have a hard time thinking anybody is going to be objective. We've talked about this a thousand times, right? Because nobody really truly can be. And on the Supreme Court, we've seen evidence of that, right? Mm -hmm. We've seen it. But Judicial for that activism. particular body, I have to try and give them, especially after seeing what I've seen, try and give them the benefit of the doubt yeah. that maybe they're trying to actually do their job. Yeah. Maybe. You, I don't know. You but, have to believe that. Otherwise, you don't believe the the separation of powers works. Or else it's all gone. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's one of those... Look at that little basket even, cat. Even if it's a lie, and we're telling ourselves a lie, we have to believe that. Otherwise, I mean, when you look at the to, the totality of evidence, shows that the Supreme Court is partisan and always has been partisan in some Certainly. fashion. Period. And due to the way the court is elected and appointed, you know, Congress always has. She's just going to fall asleep there now. She's oh yeah. Big old full belly. Yeah. She's just going to fall asleep now. She real tired. <laughs> in the little basket Ugh. with a blanket. <laughs> She's so cute. Um, but, I, I mean, I don't – to get aside from this, right, there's only one way that court expansion and and D.C., possibly Puerto Rico statehood can possibly take place, and that's with the dissolving of the filibuster for legislative matters so that you can, you can rule with a straight 51% majority, right? Yes. And that's that's what Belkin was talking about, right? Yes. He's a political strategist. He's a he's a teacher right now. He's a professor. Yeah. Right? He's teaching active students in political science that this is the way to go. This is the path forward, right? This is the man. majority rule is completely counter to the democratic republic that we exist in. Yes. As the how as the country was designed, completely counter to that. Yeah. It's because they don't 
Joe Biden said it a million times during his State of the Union. Democracy, democracy, democracy. Our democracy, our democracy, our democracy. We are not a democracy. We're a republic. We are cl- we are inching ever closer to becoming a democracy with all of everything from H.R. 1 to expanding the Supreme Court, removing the filibuster, which just removes checks and balances on the Congress. That's and all that does. And it de-incentivizes partisan work or bipartisan yeah. work. Yep. A thousand percent de-incentivizes it. How about this? You don't need it. A speech from then Senator Joseph Biden. I'm not going to play it because I don't don't have the full time stamp, but it is available. On C-SPAN, you can go back, and in 2005, Joe Biden pontificates for almost an hour about the sanctity of the filibuster and its protection of minority rights and how it is the only thing in the Congress that prevents one-party rule. If he comes out 15 years later, 16 years later, and supports the filibuster, I don't know what to tell you. Supports removing the filibuster. Yes, for yeah. supports removing the filibuster. Sorry, um, it's it's unnerving, and I mean anybody that's followed Joe Biden through politics or looked into his political past because he spent his entire life in either you know basically in the Senate. I mean he's a profession. He's about as professional a politician as you can get. I I just. The dude is a snake. He's all, you know, he bragged about how he's always been able to make deals and get things done. That's because he is a political snake. He is not afraid to stab anybody in the back, to stand, to stand on nonsense that gets people to vote for whatever it is that he wants people to vote for at the time, which allows him to maintain and stay in power. Yeah. It's not now that he is the president of the United States advocating for pure democracy and totalitarian rule. This is the stuff that this is the stuff that scares me. You know, what he what he said at the end of his State of the Union speech was so fundamentally terrifying. Like it should shake the foundational it, it shakes the foundation of our entire republic, which is already barely held together by duct tape and chewing gum, all right? There is no sanctity in statehood anymore. Yeah. It's all we're we're just pushing ever closer to pure democracy. And if we remove the last, the last barrier that protects minority rights in our people's house, we are 100%. The republic is dead, and we are a 51% majority rules democracy. You keep removing the filibuster, and that's how it goes. And forever. that's it. I mean, and that's, that's it. Once you're there, you're yeah. not you're not going back. It's everything done by 51%. So all this stuff, statehood. Pack in the Supreme Court. This is all coded language in removing the power of the states to check the federal government. And we are just on our way to becoming another European Union-style democracy. And it's the one thing that has kept us apart from everyone else. It's, it's kept us the greatest country in the world to date. And if we go down this road, we're just going to be another national sheep in the flock. And I don't, it's, we can be kind of hyperbolic sometimes when we talk about politics and, oh, this is terrifying, this is, blah, blah. this is actually, at yeah. its core, terrifying. And these people are in power right now with very little to check them. And all they need to do is remove the filibuster and they have 100%, 51% majority control over everything that you do. These are deep, deep structural changes in the United States that are being 
sold as just a a different way to to get things done yeah which is not it is a gross oversimplification of the effect that these changes would have on on the country yeah um, i mean we would be a fundamentally different place where the federal the only laws that truly matter are the ones that come down from washington dc and are adopted by the states in some parroting manner i mean do you ask yourself do you want the the elitist the richest, most elite, and most powerful people on the globe telling you how to live your life. You need to pay attention to this stuff. I get, orange man, bad. Yeah. I got it. Now Biden's in office. Super awesome. We can go celebrate out in the streets and do all this stuff. But this is this is fundamentally dangerous. And Old our country will never be the same if these people are allowed to do what they want to do. Yeah. Oh, so on that note, <laughs> I think that... Did we actually find a dress, court packing, D.C. statehood, Arizona recount? And in three hours, 14. Bro. Wow. Yeah. And I think we had about 10 minutes or so of, you know, wait screen. So that's, that's we're good. on it. So to close everything up, tied up, I got a hill to die on this week. Let's hear it. And then we'll go over the first round and then we'll get Indeed. the fuck out of here. We, uh, we talked a little bit about it, I think, in the pre-show or it was super yeah, early. Yeah, yeah. Um, the sanctity of privacy. It's something that's ensconced in our Constitution that the federal government has no business in your privacy, except in very strict circumstances. We cannot allow society as a whole to renege on that and make it okay for everybody to be up in your business all the time. We talked, you, we, you told the story of Carlos. And that young person in there give him a hard time about not having a vaccine and just getting yes. all up in his business. Yes. Let's just set this straight. You have no right to know whether anybody around you has been vaccinated or plans on getting vaccinated. Period. Full stop. Yeah. Oh, but the health implications. None of your, none of your business. None of your business at all. I understand that it feels like it should be right because we're all in this together, blah, blah, blah. No, we are America. We are founded on liberal freedoms, liberal values, which keyword of liberal, liberty. If, you, if we do not stand up and defend our own right to privacy, we deserve whatever is going to come after that. Know for a fact that if you're okay by divulging your own personal medical information or your own personal information online or whatever you want to do, that is your freedom to do that. And you're not going to get in shade from me. You person ought to do what they think is best. Go to town. But remember, you're not the only person that lives here. We all have a right to privacy, and we should we cannot we cannot be forced to relinquish that right. Because it's for the greater good. I don't know what that would make us at that point, but I, it definitely wouldn't make us free. So defend your right to privacy. Read the Constitution. Understand your God-given rights. Your, the, the rights that the government solely exists to protect. Stand by those. Defend them. And don't let anybody tell you that you do not have the right to defend your own rights. That's, I know it's kind of circular logic there, but 
if we don't attack this on a societal level, we will doom ourselves to a really, really dark fate. We have to stand true. We have to stand strong. We have to stand by our principles. Otherwise, we don't have anything anymore. Yeah. Anyways, that's where we're at. The draft good. is here. I think that was pretty good there, Colin. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't as good as we were about three hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long day. Uh, sports, it's been a while since we've been here. I just want to go over the first round of the draft real quick. Because sports, um, a.k.a. really means football, football for us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the NFL draft did happen. It honestly came up to me by surprise. I did yeah. not know that it was happening. Um, but the draft started yesterday. First round, uh, Trevor Lawrence, QB, went number one overall from Clemson. That was no surprise there. Zach Wilson from BYU went number two to the Jets. He's also quarterback Trey Lance from North Dakota State and went to 49ers. Ooh. Kyle Pitts, tight end, uh, went to the Falcons. The Bengals had number five, and they got Jamar Chase, wide receiver. Jalen Waddle, wide receiver, went to the Dolphins. Penny Sewell, he's an offensive tackle from Oregon, actually, went to the Lions. He's made an amazing, amazing offensive line. Penny Just because Sewell. he's a duck doesn't mean he's great. He's also amazing. <laughs> he, he, he went number seven overall, and he's, he's an offensive tackle. He's pretty good. Nice. Uh, J.C. Horn, cornerback, went to Carolina. The Broncos also got a corner. Pat Certain, Devonta Smith, wide receiver, went to the Eagles. The Bears picked up a QB, Justin Fields. They just traded their quarterback to um, somewhere weird. Like the somewhere Dolphins weird. or something. Ugh. Yeah, Mitchell Trubisky just went somewhere weird. Um, Dolphins are kind of like a – when you're so bad, it gives you a chance to rebuild, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Micah Parsons, inside linebacker, went to Dallas. Rashawn Slater, offensive tackle from Northwestern, went to the Chargers. And I actually saw a fucking great video. Ooh. Ooh. Um, <laughs> Paul just put out pictures oh. from my – Oh, no, sir. Model tent, so. Is it on the Instagram? Yeah, I just got the – Okay, I'm going to pull up the, his Insta real quick. Let's see if I can find this video because it was fucking – Swoll blended. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, sweet man. He's been doing. Look at those modeling pics. Oh, we know that guy. Yeah, there you go. Let's show the people. Swoll blended. He tagged look me at in that. something. I mentioned you in their story. It's in his story. Oh, word. Big announcement for my SOS fans out there. Wait for it. Oh, so there you go. It's just an announcement just for us to. Oh, there you go. Wait yeah, look at our story right now. Yeah. Oh, there it is. There snap. it is. Look at that. I Wait we'll for it. it. Next time. Hot dog. Here we go. Do not sleep. Do not sleep. Yeah. He's like, do not sleep on it. Mm hmm. That's money. That's hot. So we'll see. Uh, yeah, we do have some things to announce with us and Soil Blended coming in the future. So, it's it's a good time. Um, a lot of good collabs happening. Yes. Yeah, I don't know what I was just looking at. Oh, I was trying to find that video from the Chargers. That's what I was doing. <laughs> what am I doing? I got distracted by myself. No, Swole Blended is, I mean, yeah, especially the picture, man. man you, that's distracting. Yeah. You look that good, bro. <laughs> is this on the Chargers Instagram? Yes. Oh, hot dog. Yeah. It's a really good one. We can uh, probably pull them up. 
charges. Hot dog. Just in case, it might be easier for people there. This is the best part of the podcast, trying to search oh. through IG yeah. posts. <laughs> I put in. So, yeah. for all you sports people. It is. Hold on. Oh. Don't get distracted. No. Or you're on the, you're on the Chargers page, right? Yep. Yeah, so go up. Going up. Go up. Up, 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 up. We're going. Oh, there's up, a puppy. Yep, there's going, a puppy. Keep going, keep going. Keep going. We're getting there. This one right there. Boom. Picked out. Picking. This is a great look at this. Yes. Oh. Oh. Is there any, play the audio on this. Because oh, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. Here we go. Oh, Michael Scott. This was, this fucking video is so good. That's a, that's a fucking crazy front squat. Like when he's mirroring and sliding in pass protection. Oh, we'd like to report a bully. Because a left tackle <laughs> can be the future for a very long time. Yeah. Oh, cut this video. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Whoever is running the Chargers Instagram account needs a fucking raise. Because, holy shit, that video was <laughs> that great. Was All these little cuts. Oh, it's, it's beautiful. That's a fucking great video. That is I killer. love the Chargers. I got a weird thing for the Chargers. I don't know what it is. Look, that's him. That's him right there. That's that kid, Slater. This the front squad. It's like, those are all, those are all forty-five pound plates. Let's do this. They got, got it. A little volume here. We'll play this a little bit. Mode Holy shit! So, Holy crap. it wasn't Penny Swell, but the Chargers got themselves a baller. So Dude. we're out here. I yeah, I got a weird. The Chargers, the Bills. It sucks because I've been on the Bills for a couple years, and now they're fucking big. I can't even jump on the Bills now because it's <laughs> Bills bandwagon. When I when I first got back in the NFL, I was like, man, I don't have a team. Like, I, of course, the Seahawks. Are like, oh, I want to pick like a team. You know, like, who's gonna be my team? And I was like, the Bills. Maybe the Bills. Maybe the Bills. Waited too long. I waited too long, and now I can't even say that because they're like, nah, bro, you're just trying to jump on. Like, you're just trying to bite. I'm not. I've been on the Bills. I've been saying the Bills. You can probably go back and see me in here talking about the Bills. I, I can attest to that. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> That's it. With that, you guys, it's been a great episode. I want to remind everyone one more time, thank you. You've been watching us on YouTube, Salt of the Streets. Obviously, if you are watching this, leave us a rating or a comment and a like. If you're listening to this podcast form leave us a rating and a review send me a screenshot of the review and i will send you a free t-shirt you can find us on our personal social media i'm at salt of the street on twitter and at alpaca underscore donovan on instagram collins at big bird off on both those things find all this saltofstreets.com along with our instagram at salt of the streets youtube at salt of the streets and our facebook fuck facebook at salt of the streets swell blended who just tagged me in some shit if you live in the kids county area go and get your haircut at swell blended swellblended.com if you need a skateboard go to location skate shop in downtown Burlington, right next to the roxy what are you doing? I'm gonna. We're gonna close after oh. the line. We're gonna close on the kitty. Beautiful. Okay. With that, I think that's everything I have to close on here. It's a little bit of a long one. Are you ready? I am. I ever ready? Okay. <laughs> I was dating a Macedonian. She was a bit of a slut. Then I find her on a date with a fat kid named Pete, who looks like the new fat kid dictator of quarter of North Korea. So I'm pretty pissed off about that. Yeah. No. That's that's justified. That is justified. <laughs> 
And on that note, kitty picture. Look at Sleepy Kitty. Meow, meow. Bye, everybody. Have a good weekend.